Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. You need a Hummer? Bye. It's time to take a dip in the pool of stupid. This is Common Man and T-Bone. She kind of looks like a sexy peacock. I like her. When did you turn into, like, somebody's body aunt? Who's like, I like her. She looks like a sexy peacock. It's <laughs> a compliment. What does that even mean? I don't know. It's like something a 70-year-old aunt from, like, Detroit. Like, she looks like a sexy peacock. <laughs> I did order a Christmas tree off QVC and watch a Hallmark movie. We're going to drink slits and <laughs> go eat some corn dogs. She's a sexy peacock. Featuring Panama Ted, Leanna Ray on traffic. You know I hate you guys, right? And all the weird sounds the internet has ever made. Just want to remind everybody that it's Columbus Day. He's the only one I've ever met that can handle my junk. Stuff flaps all over the place. Does that make any sense to you? This is Common Man and T-Bone. <laughs> Happy Wednesday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. Oh, we have a big show today. It is the finale week of Bone of Education. That's coming up at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. So you've been picking subjects all week that you're passionate about. So what's the subject for today? Well, I'll tell you this. I don't want to give it away yet. It's a surprise at at 4 o'clock. But I will say it is a subject that someone else is passionate about, not me. So we'll just leave it at that. But I... Is is, is, Am I that person? No. No. His history of uh, QVC? <laughs> if you're making a request, I could always throw that in. I mean, we only have a couple days left. Or maybe someday Bone of Education becomes its own podcast, and then you jump onto that actually, and you, when you, you help were, me with that. When you were out, I actually did Man of Education on History of Home Shopping. Oh, see, we all came up with good names. I like Man of Education. That's nice. How did that go, by the way, on Home Shopping? It, terrible. I was terrible okay. at it, and I was so glad for you to come back. We had uh, Timmy Hall. I pawned it off on him last week, and we called it Bone of Education Study Hall because of Tim. See? I thought that was oh, I, I see. Yeah. It took see, me a second. All, I know. It, it. Well, the good ones do. That's okay. So it's a surprise bone of education. Surprise bone of education. But I do have a subject. This is not me saying I forgot. And surprise, you have to wait and see. No, I have a whole thing here. I just am leaving it as a surprise. All right. All the news and notes you need as we go on campus in the 4 o'clock hour. Game show in the 5 o'clock hour. What's the game this week, Boner? Well, you gave me a really solid idea, and I'm going to take it and run with it. It's uh, COVID hot takes. We are going to give you a... There's been a lot of people who've said a lot of things about coronavirus over the years, or over the years. Over, over the, the years, months. that's right. It feels like decades, honestly, but over the months that we've been dealing with all this. So I thought we'd go back and find some of them, and then I will give you the quote, and I will give you a few people who may have said it, celebrities, let's say, and then you will have to tell me which one said the thing that maybe wasn't the best thing to say about COVID. Very good. Thank you, Bone. You're welcome. We have a big program today. Uh, some breaking news in the last 15, 20 minutes or so. The Washington football team has named Dwayne Haskins their starting quarterback for week one. So former Buckeye Dwayne Haskins gets a gig against the Eagles, which to me seems like common sense. But, you know, Ron Rivera did the football coach thing, and he talked about the open competition he was going to have. And he brought in Kyle Allen from Carolina. He's comfortable with him. And then Alex Smith miraculously worked his way back into contention for this. And while I have not been the biggest Alex Smith fan throughout his career, 
I respect the hell out of the guy and look at him in total amazement that he was able to come back after almost losing his leg and really losing his life because of the terrible infection that he had. And he was declared healthy and in the competition. But it looks like Dwayne Haskins is going to get the first crack to lose that job. I say that in jest, but it really is now his job to lose. He's the man. Stop looking over your shoulder. You are correct. And I would only add to that that I think it makes total sense for the Redskins to do it this way. I don't know who the Redskins are. I know who the Washington football team is. God, yeah, you're right. I can't believe I did that. Uh, Yeah, the Washington football team with the idea that you have a rookie quarterback or a second-year quarterback, you invested a, a big pick in him. So now it's time to see what he can do. You have a new coach. I don't think that a new coach necessarily has to change from the quarterback just to get his guy. But what's the what's the worst that could happen? You play your guy. You find out what he can do. Just in general, you play any player that you want, but you find out what they can do. And if they can't, then he's already brought in a backup that he thinks is capable. So, yeah, we all love the Dwayne train. We're all happy for him. We want him to do well. But I can understand it from... Washington's perspective to say if it doesn't work out with him what would be the harm in starting out with him and then switching if we had to because at that point then you are going to be looking for a new quarterback so if it doesn't work out at all with your quarterback this year good you'll probably be in a good draft position to go draft another quarterback but you've got at least one capable backup there in Kyle Allen and who knows maybe Alex Smith turns into that too I think that would be shocking that would be shocking if it did but at the very least, yeah, start with the guy who has the most chance of turning into something because you know what these other guys are for, for most of the case. And I know a lot of people like the defense on this team, but in reality, the Washington football team is not competing for much this year, and I don't think Dwayne Haskins has been given that opportunity to fall on his face. And if I were him, that's the message I'd be sending to Ron Rivera. I'd go in and meet with my coach and say, hey, coach, give me the opportunity to suck. And if I go out there this year and I don't progress and I don't get better every single week and show you flashes of what I can be, and that's an elite quarterback, then I understand. I had my opportunity and I blew it. But how many starts has Dwayne Haskins had? Seriously, it's it's under seven, right? Yeah. I, I don't think it's more than that. So you've made your determination, some people have, on Dwayne Haskins based on six or seven starts? Well, regardless, even if you had the whole year, you've got a new coach. You've got a new system. Let's see. How do we know that whatever you thought was wrong with him last year doesn't get fixed to some degree by the coaching he's now getting? You, We all acknowledge you didn't have as good of a coach last year as you think you have now. So it would make sense to let him have a chance in that new system. Now, I grant you they're probably not going to give him 16 games if the first three or four are train wrecks then it probably happens sooner than later. But if he goes out there and plays reasonably well and starts to look like a guy you can believe with some lumps and still making mistakes, but a guy who can more often than not get you in position to win, I think that's going to further his cause to continue to be the starting quarterback there. But yeah, th- this is the way I would do it if I were running Washington's football team. So good. This is the way they should be doing it. Dwayne Haskins started seven games last right. year. Yeah. That was, and it's stupid that they did it that way. Why? <laughs> yeah, I remember the first time we, we we were told, you know, early in the season by uh, by Coach Gruden. Yeah, Jay Gruden. Jay Gruden was still there. That you know he wasn't ready to go, and so what they decided to do. I don't. Was John Gruden fired by this point when they went to the New York Giants and just sort of threw him in there in a ridiculous? Was you it mean that Jay, game? You mean Jay Gruden? Was he fired? What did I say? 
John Gruden. Yeah, just, Jake, Jay okay, Gruden yeah. is what I mean. Right, okay. Thought we jumped you know, over some other You team. know what I mean. You know the thing. When did he make... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know the thing! When did he make his debut? They just threw him into a crappy game. He didn't get an opportunity to come in fresh and start. I don't remember exactly what game it was, but they did this charade all off season where they said, we're going to make him earn it. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. All right, well, and I then, guess he earned it then. All right, whatever. No, I'm saying, but they did that last year too, and I just, I never understand that with rookie quarterbacks unless your team is so god-awful that you think there's no point in putting him out there because we're not even trying to figure out what he can do. We know we've got a couple more years with him. I still would put a guy out there in a bad situation and see if he doesn't make it better. Right? I mean, isn't that what a hallmark is of a good quarterback? Is that they figure out how to make your situation better? Or they figure out how over the course of their bad situation during the season to get to a point where, all right, yeah, he was throwing two picks a game to start off the season. But now, last five games of the year, he really cut down on his interceptions. He was completion percentage was up. Yeah, we didn't win the games, but he was playing much better. That would give you at least a sign that, all right, we've, we've, we've made some improvement. Now we need to improve the team around the player. I've never understood you know, backpedaling into the starting quarterback position for your first-round pick. I just don't understand. So now you have a former Buckeye as a starting quarterback in the NFL for Week 1. I honestly don't know the answer to this. I'm guessing no. And maybe Teddy can look this up. I don't know how he would look this up. And now he's just giving me a dirty look because I've given him homework. (laughs) You don't even know what it is yet. Why are you upset? I think he does know what it is. Has there ever been a week in the NFL where two former Ohio State quarterbacks started the same week? Oh, that's a good question. Because, let's face it, up until recent history, this has not been known as quarterback U. I'm going right? to throw, I'm gonna throw a, a time period out. I don't know if this would be the case. Do we know if Bobby Hoying ever started for the Eagles? Because I think he played for he, the I Eagles. I think he did, yes. Okay. And that would have been around the time, maybe, where Tom Zach was in the league-ish, mm, yes, 90s? Yes, but I don't so know if he's starting at that No, no, point. no. I don't know either. I'm just saying I wonder if there was a week where the two – maybe they were both starting in the same state. How weird would that be? If Philadelphia and Pittsburgh both had Ohio State starting quarterbacks for one weekend, we just – Blanked on it. I'm Teddy, saying, Teddy put his headphones on. You can't possibly have the answer to this question. No, I was just going to say, you're talking about Bobby Hoying. He's, he did start games in 97 and 98. So. Right. So I'm, I'm saying so maybe in that Zach time. start games in 97 and 98? I'm saying if you look in that time period, that might be a place to zone in on. Because I'm trying to think of what. When did. No. I don't think it was Tom Zach. He's. I think I was past him. I think I think you're right. I was just I'm I'm just trying to get to any era of like a decade where we might have two guys now, who are yeah, possible starters. You're right. And and these years sort of blurred together. Then after a period of time, I know that for like two seconds, Troy Smith had a cup of coffee with the 49ers. Yeah. Did Troy Smith start at the same time that Terrell Pryor was starting? Uh, maybe I don't know. That's a Again, this is an yeah, interesting are, question. Has there ever been... I don't think Troy was around. I mean, because... No, because... Uh, yeah, Terrell Pryor would have been 2010, 2011. There's no way Troy was still in the league at that point. 2007 right. is when Troy started two games for Baltimore. Okay. Well, right. Then, yeah. Then no. So... Is that all he did? He started two, I thought he started for the 49ers, too. My I'm sorry. Right. Yeah, you're right. Uh, in 2010, he did get another six starts. Okay. Tom Zach, for what it's worth, I mean, I know he, I'm, I'm guessing he wasn't, but I don't know if there was an injury situation where Tom Zach might have started. He was playing with the Steelers till '99, so I mean, there's a chance he got a spot start somewhere. I'm just saying that's a decent 
area to look. Right, I'm in those obsessed with years. this now, and since we're incapable of figuring <laughs> it out, let's have the listeners figure it out. If you've if you the found last the time two Ohio State alumni were starting a game, are we saying week one or just no, any, any NFL any, game? Any week. Two quarterbacks that were both Ohio State quarterbacks starting in the NFL the same week. The same week. Not just it, the last time. Has it ever happened? True enough. Right. I don't know. Maybe it hasn't. At Man and Bone 971, you can send us a tweet. Coming up next, the Chiefs were awarded their uh, Super Bowl rings last night. We'll chat about that. And I have a Haskell Garrett update to share with you. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You're going to find some slow traffic on I-70 westbound between Miller and the 71 east split. Plan about a five-minute backup. And more delays on 71 northbound between I-70 and East Broad Street. Another five-minute slowdown in that area. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples has everything to start the school year right at amazing prices. This week, a two-pack of Elmer's Glue Sticks, a 24-pack of Crayola Crayons, and comp books are just 50 cents each. Offer ends on September 5th while supplies last. Limit 30. Limits... I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Very online, Staples. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Did you feel that? It's your radio getting fatter. Getting fatter. Chubby time! This is Common Man and T-Bone. I don't have the exact answer, but... We're, we're honing in on it. Here's what the research tells us. So Mike Tomzak and Bobby Hoying and Kent Graham, who I've forgotten mm-hmm. about... Yeah, I had to. They, they seem to overlap. So you would assume... Kent Graham started like 30-something games in the National Football League. You have to assume that at some point you had the same week where Buckeye quarterbacks were starting. Yeah, you would think so. I know that uh, I'm looking... Ted and I have been comparing 1999 because Tom Zach was definitely playing in 99 and Graham was starting... I think he started nine games in 1999. So... He started the majority of the season for the Giants, so you would hope that then if Tom Zach started any games in 99, perhaps one of them fall on a weekend where Kent Graham was already the starter. Maybe? I don't know. Kent Graham's one of those strange guys where he was better in the pros than he was in college. Let him live. Yeah, and Teddy had reminded me that he transferred in from Notre Dame. I forgot all about that. Yeah, see, this is the thing, though. Um, I think that that era of quarterbacks that you had, you know, as we mentioned in the, you know, mid eighties to early eighties, even right with Schleister eighties to late nineties, you had a lot of the quarterbacks who could certainly play in the NFL and who had, you know, you had big guys who could stand back there and throw it. And were they ever going to be like the number one overall pick? No, but were they going to be guys that could play in the league for a few years? Yeah. You had a lot of those guys. 
But then you look going forward, and I know that like part of this problem is that in the late 2000s, or you know, 2005 to 2000, well, current era, you've had at least two guys in TP and Braxton Miller, two of your best quarterbacks of that era, who went to the NFL and eventually ended up, in TP's case and in Braxton's case, the whole time not playing quarterback. So those are two guys who made it to the league, and if they, you know, Braxton had a shoulder injury, probably wasn't going to be an NFL guy, but you never know. But both those guys ended up switching positions when they got to the NFL eventually for TP. I always get a kick out of people like this. Now, the league is full of these guys. And, and by the way, it's not exclusive to the NFL. We talk about it all the time that, you know, two-star guys and three-star guys go on and win the Heisman Trophy. Just because you're a five-star guy doesn't mean you're guaranteed anything. But Kent Graham really, you know, underachieved in college. I'm not being mean. I'm being real. He was drafted in the eighth round. He went on to start yeah. 38 games in the National Football League. A guy like Paxton Lynch was a first-round pick. He has started four games in the National Football League. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's... It's pretty incredible. It's uh, I'm looking here. I was just trying to find a week. Ted, have you found any weeks that Mike Tomczak was playing in 1999 where he started the game? I can't yeah, figure out the, the weeks. I mean, there's stats on there, but I haven't been, been able to find out the exact games. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, if you look, yeah. All right, we got to keep looking. Because I know it. I'm like, we're this so close. Yeah. Show now. It has to be there, though, because, I mean, I just pulled up a random week, uh, November 14th. The Giants were playing the Colts, and Kent Graham was the quarterback of that that game. So there's one right there where November 14th of 1999, we had one Ohio State quarterback starting the football game. So now we just need to find one other one. I'll tell you, there's nine of them with Kent Graham in 99 alone. It, I, Mike, I'm going to say it definitely has happened. Well, that's the fine, two Ohio State quarterbacks definitely started simultaneously here's, in the NFL. Here's another one for you. Uh, Tom Tupa, he started uh, 11 games in 91 and 2 in 89, so that overlapped with Tom Zach, so he possibly started the same week. All right. How many well, games in 89? In uh, 89, he started two games. In 91, he started 11 games for Phoenix. See, all this makes sense. But how weird would it be if they didn't overlap? And you've never in the history yeah. <laughs> of the National Football League had two Ohio State quarterbacks start the same week. All right. I'm, I'm just looking to see here. God, this is so annoying. Every website is laid out just a little bit differently. All right. We'll forget about we it. Let's will, move on. What, no, no, no. We'll get it. I got it right here. I, I think I might have. Let me see. Just I'm looking up one thing real quick. No. I thought I had it. I'm sorry. I thought I had, uh, I thought I had a Tom Zek. Fine, potentially, but that November 14th date, I can't tell who the starting quarterback was. This sucks because no one threw any touchdowns in this game. Right, I can't can I move see. on, please? No. Yeah, go ahead. Fine. Right. It's fine. Whatever. Uh, I have an update on the face of Haskell Garrett. He was shot in the face. Cheek? Face? Now it's, yeah. Cheek is That's your right. face. That's right. Uh, he released a statement on social media yesterday thanking the first responders and medical professionals for taking care of him. He says his recovery is going very well. There is still no word on the police investigation because Haskell Garrett said that he was out. He saw a, a, a guy getting into it with a girl and he stepped in. The guy then took a gun out and shot him in the face. He stumbled back to an apartment, went to the hospital and got his face sewn up. Now he's back at home. I assume that the police are actively looking for this person because, again, as you like to say, I'm no lawyer. 
But this sounds like attempted murder. No? Yeah, you, you mean when someone shoots you in the face? Yes, yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Sometimes There's I watch these Dateline Zone. It's like, hey, I tried to kill someone and stabbed him with a hot poker. Uh, manslaughter in the 19th degree he was released with probation. I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Most times that I can recall, when someone gets shot in the face, that usually is a is a go to jail. Do not pass well, go. Let's hope like so. You're, yeah, I, I hope they catch whoever did this and bring them to justice. That would that's terrible that this happened, and I'm I'm glad to hear that Askew Garrett is okay because you're right, it could have gone very differently with not much difference in the situation. Kansas City Chiefs had their Super Bowl ring ceremony last night. They each got a ten and a half carat ring. To commemorate their victory. Uh, Andy Reid was asked if he's going to wear his on a regular basis. He says, quote, you wear it for special occasions or if you want a free cheeseburger, you just point right there and show them that ring and you might get one. I like the idea, even though I know it's not true, that this whole crowning achievement narrative for Andy Reid is hogwash because really all he wanted out of this whole deal was just to get free cheeseburgers but he's already had a ring technically not as a head coach but he was on that Packers staff yeah so he got a ring so he would know that you can flash that and get free food but now he gets to flash one that he earned so I'm sure that'll be a great moment for him that's right this is the uh, like the second time he's talked about eating cheeseburgers yes. wasn't it it was it after he won was the AFC cel- or was it after the super bowl where he said i'm gonna that go was home the celebration and, yeah. yeah go eat a cheeseburger and i always get that confused with there was a there was a fight back in the day with brock lesnar and he's in the octagon this is not wwe brock lesnar and he's doing the interview and he said i'm gonna have a chorus light and climb on top of my wife tonight and for some reason i always attribute now andy reed to saying i'm gonna have a cheeseburger and climb on top of my wife tonight and i think oh that poor woman that now see you've got me down the wormhole of thinking about those types of comments because remember when brett bielema was talking about a big win they had with i, I want to say I'm trying to remember which program it was where he where he said this, but he was, was talking was Ar- about a big, it was Arkansas. It was Arkansas, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, where he had the big win. And he said, "Yeah." He was trying to say we're going to hop on the plane with my wife and go home and celebrate. And he said, "I'm going to celebrate, hop on my wife," and then lost. Everyone just lost their mind laughing when he said it because, mm-hmm. of course, he misspoke. Then they lost every other game. They did. That's right. And his his wife said hashtag karma. The NFL's trying to figure out how loud is too loud. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You're going to find an accident on 71 southbound before Cook Road. It is causing slowdowns in that area as they work to get this clear. Plan about a five-minute backup in the meantime as traffic continues to build. And traffic is slow on I-70 westbound between Miller and the 71 east split, a five-minute delay. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples has everything to start the school year right at amazing prices. This week, spend $30 and get an 8-ounce bottle of Mellow Hand Sanitizer free when you mention this offer at checkout. And September 5th, in-store only while supplies last. Oh, hello! I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot 
and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Supply. See staples.com slash free sanitizer for details. Staples. Only an array with banned traffic. Come for the obesity. Stay for the anger. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Hello. Mike. Yeah. Losing my mind over here. I'm sorry I even brought us, this up. You sent us on this on this wormhole rabbit trail. A, it was a pondering. Uh, and now it's ruined the entire show. So... We're trying to figure out the last time two Ohio State quarterbacks started, or if that's ever happened. Right, that they say the started last time. a game. Has it ever in, happened? Yeah, did it ever happen in the NFL? And so we honed it on an era where Kent Graham was starting games in the NFL for a time period, and that overlaps somewhat with times where Bobby Hoying was a starter in the league, spot starts, and Mike Tomzak was occasionally starting. And as you pointed out earlier, Mike Tomzak, like 1999, he was at the tail end of his time with the Steelers. But the final six games of the year, he did start for the Steelers. And in that same year, Kent Graham was starting games with the Giants. Yeah. So I thought, there's got to be a week where both of them started at the same time. Good news, there isn't. <laughs> December 12th, <laughs> December 12th was the first time that I saw Tomzak start. And then I went and checked. Did Kent Graham start that week? And you know who started for the Giants that week? Carrie freaking Collins, who apparently got healthy. And that's why Kent Graham was starting. And then Carrie Collins got healthy. And then he was starting. So whatever. I don't know. It, yeah. it so may I'm, have I'm, never happened. It, right. I'm just saying 99 seemed like a pretty good candidate for this to occur. And then I've done like half an hour's worth of research and I can't find it. I've been, this is all I've been doing during the show. What about 89 though? Cause I want to say that Tom Zach started some games for the bears in 89. Did Kent Graham start any games in 89? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. All right. I, well, that's I, your I next to, homework well, now, assignment. No, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm out on homework assignment. Oh, that's I did it. My, now you've just given up. You've gone this did, far and you said, you do I give this up. one. You look this one up. I looked up the last one. Now you'd go on I'm this rabbit busy. trail. I'm too busy. Oh. keeping us on track. Here. Oh, I see. Okay. Got it. I don't have time for your rabbit hole chases. That you brought up. Here's what I, I know. Here's what I do have. Uh, the NFL wants to determine how loud is too loud. Pro Football Talk reported last week that the fake crowd noise that teams are going to pipe in is expected to be in the range of 70 to 85 decibels. I don't know what that means. Maybe you can look that up. Like, what's the equivalent sound? 70 to 85 decibels. Yeah. Um, the league is trying to determine, okay, that's fine, but what's going to be our limit for how loud you can pump in this stuff. Because obviously there has to be a limit. You can't just have an unlimited amount of crowd noise you can throw in there. And the uh, the opposing team can't hear anything. And do you have to have the same amount of crowd noise when your team is on the field? Logic would tell you not because you're playing on the road and that's part of the deal. But who the hell knows? This is sort of uncharted territory at this point. Yeah, so you said 70 to 85 decibels yeah. is the, the that's the area they're thinking about. Yeah. Um so from what I found here this is from healthlinkbc.ca. So I'm guessing this is a Canadian website. Um but it says normal conversation is about 60 decibels. A lawnmower is about 90 decibels and a loud rock concert is about 120 decibels, but in general sounds above 85 are harmful depending on how long and how often you're exposed to them. 
So I wonder, is the 85 number, it's interesting that that's right where they stop because this article says anything above 85 is considered harmful. Maybe the NFL is saying, we're not going to knowingly pump in 120 decibel sound. If that occurs when a game is happening, there's not much we can do about that. But we're not going to purposefully subject our players well, who knows? to sounds that are Kirk Cousins says, harmful. if I go deaf, I go deaf. Survival of the fittest, mm, baby. That's that's uh, that's what he said. If my eardrums are too weak, then they deserve it. Boy, those were some quotes, huh? Good they old Kirk were Cousins. Some quotes. Does any, does everybody remember this? That Kirk Cousins just remember this about him. He's he's a little odd. Like, yes, he is. Now, I this doesn't qualify him as odd. This is something that qualifies him as somebody you would get along with because he is apparently a huge fan of Creed. He like, is. They, yes, they were blasting Creed a few years ago after you know. I don't know, weightlifting session or something. And he tweeted about it. It was like, had Creed going all day. It was a great day, you know, in the, in the weightlifting. And everybody ripped it. So he loves Creed. But here's the other thing. Kirk Cousins is also very familiar with his own mortality. He has this big glass, I don't know, vase, jar looking thing outside. It's like a column outside of his house on his patio. And has a bunch of decorative stones in it. I, I said, picture one of those like tubes at the bank drive-through. It is. It looks like that. It's a big long tube, but it looks like probably it would hold some very nice long decorative flowers or something, or, or something you'd have inside your house. He has All it right. outside. Anyway, he's a tower of stones stacked in his front porch. Seven hundred and twenty of them total. He says he will remove one for every month he lives until he turns ninety. And he said this is something that he does every month to remind himself of his mortality. So apparently he's very comfortable with thinking about death because this is like ever. I mean, imagine that you walk out of your house every day and you're like, Oh, there's my pile of death rocks. Better take one of those and <laughs> throw it into the pond or whatever he does with them. I don't know. Just that'd be weird, right? You go over to someone's house. Like what's that halfway full well, pile? When, of- when I run out of rocks, I'm dropping dead. <laughs> also, I don't know if he's optimistic or pessimistic, but 90 is just a number he put out there. He could have put 80. He could have put 100. He just went with 90. And I don't know which way to go on that. Bryson Maybe DeChambeau outline. has 167 years worth of rocks in the tube. Yeah. Bryson DeChambeau is like the Grand Canyon. I'm chopping that up. And when that's all chopped up, then Hi. I'll die. It's chops. <laughs> oh, By the I way, we've, we've, we've come to the conclusion. We yeah. have it. We have it. Oh, we do. Yes, we have Thank it. Thank goodness. All it's, right. We, we found two occurrences of it. Oh, good. The first one, October 15th, 1989. Oh. And November 26th, 1989, both Tom Tupa and Mike Tomczak started the same week. And then uh, November 22nd, 1998, Bobby Hoying and Kent Graham both started the same oh, week. Oh, Bobby Hoying and Kent Graham did it. Okay. Yes. So we've, we have two occurrences so, of it right here. So possibly the last time we saw this was... 22 years ago? Yeah, 1998. Right? Wow. All right. By the way, every so time I live. think of Kent Graham, I'm sure you don't remember this. Nobody remembers this. There was this computer game that we had when I was a, a teenager, I think. When we had the Tandy computer from Radio Shack, it was called yeah. King's Quest. Have you heard of this game? I remember hearing the name. I don't remember playing it. And there was like a there was like an owl. And the main character, you're like, you know, you're exploring worlds or whatever. It was stupid. The main character's name was Graham, and his sidekick was this owl, and the owl would like direct Graham to do things, and whenever Graham had any sort of peril, the owl would say, ooh, Graham! 
Graham! Just like that. And so every time I think of Kent Graham, I think of the stupid owl from the video game. And my father, once getting so pissed off at that owl and the sound, he took the CD-ROM out of the computer and threw it in the backyard. Mm. Those are the days. I mean, at least it Those wasn't were a floppy the days. disk, right? Wasn't a floppy disk. So that's no, it good. wasn't a floppy. It was like CD-ROM version <laughs> 1. You know, it has occurred to me that when you click the save button on certain programs, you know, they have that little floppy disk icon. Yeah. There are like the majority of computer users now never had to use one. No, they have no idea. Like no, no idea why that existed or what it was used for. And thank goodness, because they were stupid and terrible. Oh, Graham. If you remember that, send me a tweet at Common Man Radio on Twitter. Watch out for that pothole, Graham. I like I like the way you rolled into that one. Graham, yeah, I don't think he, he didn't roll the R, but that's what I feel doing. it gives it effect. Okay. Uh, Ryan Day gets himself another commitment. Details next. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident still causing slowdowns on 71 southbound before Cook Road. It is causing backups in this area. Please be extra cautious as traffic continues to build. Plan about a 5 to 10 minute slowdown over here and watch out for the de- yeah, watch out for those delays in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Lowe's. The Lowe's for Pros loyalty program gives pros personalized offers, purchase tracking, and business management tools. Sign up today at... Oh, hello! I was talking to my annoying friend... Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Lowesforpros.com slash proloyalty. One more reason why Lowe's is the new home for pros. Terms and conditions apply. U.S. only. Only an array with fan traffic. Just be glad you aren't as stupid as these two. Oh, yes. This, this is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Wednesday. Uh, Bone of Education, top of the 4 o'clock hour. Bone will not tell us what the Bone of Education is about today. So yeah, a little, little surprise. All right, that's fine. Uh, Ryan Day gets another commitment. This from the 2022 class for the 2022 class. Three-star tight end Bennett Christian. He is from Georgia. He came up on an official visit in mid-August with his dad. They made the, the trek up from Georgia, drove up here. I don't hand out bags of cash from three for three-star guys, so I didn't meet him. Oh, I see. But <laughs> you reserve uh, that for the four- and five-star guys? Well, you know, they need a little bit more persuasion, let's say. All right. He is the number 18th ranked tight end in the 2022 class. But as what normally happens when you're talking about a guy of this age, they will look at the measurables and they'll say, well, I bet you in a year, that's not going to be the grade on him. He's not going to be the number tight end, 18 tight end in the 2022 class. He's already 6'6", 235. Wow. That's a big dude. That is a big dude, and you know he's going to put on some bulk as well. He's not staying at 235. 
So no, they I were very happy not. with getting him in the door. They offered him in early June, and he said he wanted to announce right away when he was on campus that he wanted to come, but waited a couple weeks to make sure it was the right decision. And now he says, I want to be a Buckeye in 2022. Yeah, it is amazing to me. I know that players get uh, bigger and bigger every year, it feels like, and guys come in looking more and more like they are NFL ready at the highest end of the recruiting arm, but you still have, for the majority of guys who get recruited in college football, players who are super tall maybe but very lanky or or guys that you think are strong but maybe they need to grow a little bit more, whatever it is, like you, you see that there is such an inex- – it looks inexact from the outside, the recruiting that has to go on of a guy that you're seeing film from him in ninth and 10th grade and then by his 11th grade year you're saying, all right, yeah, we're going to offer you, even though he can't actually commit until – you know, December of his senior year. So the amount of growth that takes place between your basically summer after your sophomore season to the summer you're going to be on campus at Ohio State in the fall, there's a ton of growth that happens there. You're right, Mike. It's They have to predict this stuff, and I guess they know what they're doing because obviously these recruiting grades don't always pan out, but a lot of times they point you in the right direction. So yeah, they figured it out, and so good for this guy that he got the grade he got, but hopefully it gets better, and hopefully he's a better player than we think. Any type of advanced scouting is always such an interesting process, regardless of what you're doing it for, whether it's you know scouting eighth graders for college football, or you know I had a friend of mine who was a, a baseball scout for the Midwest region for the Minnesota Twins, and he took me out on a couple trips to go watch high school baseball. And trust me, I've watched plenty of high school baseball, but I've never watched it with a scout and picked his brain while he was watching the talent, right? And yeah. so I'm sitting in the stands with him, and I'm watching this kid pitch who looks like he's got no hair on his pits, right? And I know that it's not uncommon to see teenagers play Major League Baseball. I guess American high school pitchers it is. But it's not un- uncommon to see teenagers play Major League Baseball. So age-wise, they're not that far away. But I remember watching a 17-year-old high school player with this guy. And he's, you know, throwing 86, which for a high school player is very good. But that's obviously not going to get anybody out at an advanced level. Yeah. Throwing 86 as a right-hander. And so he's got, my guy's got his gun. He's, you know, checking out this guy, t- talk, talking to the kid, talking to his parents, stuff like that. And he's, I said, what do you see in this guy? Because I, I don't see it. He's just a little kid who throws 86 miles an hour. He says, it's not the fact that he throws 86. His frame is slight. I think we can add some weight to the frame. And we can increase that to maybe 95 with the proper you know, training and education and all that sort of stuff. But it's the way the ball moves just a touch where he can say, all right, there's a difference between a guy who I can get to throw 95 and straight, and I already see this guy has a little bit of movement on his fastball, and I know that with some more seasoning, he can get that fastball to move when he's throwing at 95. It's little things like that that they notice. So on paper, you're right. We're looking at a three-star guy in the 2022 class who still has a couple years of high school left, and who the hell knows what he's going to be. But these guys that go out on these advanced recruiting missions and watch this tape all the time, they see little tells. And that's the difference between a program like Ohio State and the type of recruiting that's been done here and other programs that can't figure it out. Yeah, I am always amazed by people who can 
quickly assess something like that and be right or more often than night more often than not get it pretty yeah, close it's not to an right. exact science i mean you're, you're yeah. gonna miss but when you do get right when you do get it right you've got somebody who pays off for you in spades and and the reason you can say here that they are doing a little bit more projecting is his rating right now is a three-star all these people who do the recruiting services for a living they haven't seen it yet and that's okay. Maybe they like, like to your point, maybe they will see it by the end of this season, but Ohio State's already got their offer in and he's already committed. Now he can choose to not honor that and go somewhere else. And that's totally fine. I'm just pointing out that Ohio State felt strongly enough about it to offer this guy. They don't just offer people just for fun. It's Ohio State. <laughs> they don't have to offer 200 kids to be able to get, you know, the 20 they want. They offer who they think is going to be pretty good and. This is one of the ones that they think is going to work out, so good for him. Bone, one week from tomorrow, something very special is happening. Do you know what it is? Start of the NFL season. That is correct. It is the start of the NFL season. We already gave you Fox's NFL broadcast pairings. Now we have the CBS pairings. Look at that. I have said before, I'm, look, I'm an NFC guy. I appreciate the Fox music, but this CBS music to me is the ultimate for the NFL. It does scream big game. When you hear this, unless then the first words you hear are, welcome sports fans, I'm Spiro Didis. Then you say, well, all right, maybe not, but usually big game. Well, Spiro Didis is on this list. Let's not start with him, though. I know. We have uh, Nance and Romo and Tracy Wolfson. They're going to be the number one crew. Then it's Ian Eagle, Gobbledygook, and Charles Davis, who has male vocal fry, going to be with Evan Washburn. Then it's Kevin Harlan and Trent Green. Which I think I, is the most underrated crew in the business. I was just going to say, I love Kevin Harlan's call. I don't know why he doesn't get more run. Another guy who's just sort of been around forever is Greg Gumbel. And he's still here with Rich Gannon. I also like that crew. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew yeah. Catalan and James Lofton. Then it's Spiro Didis and Adam Archuleta. Tom McCarthy and Jay Feely. And then Beth Mowens. Hey, Beth! And Tiki Barber. All right. I have the, the pairings for, for week one, too, if you want Okay, it. yeah. Well, you want to know get? who's going to be doing your brownies I in would Baltimore? love to know. And I, I think it's going to be better than Spiro Didis, I'm hoping. It is better than them. But it's Ian Eagle and Charles Davis. So you get All the right. male vocal take, fry week one. Very good. Uh, who's doing the uh, Bengal game? It's Kevin Harlan, Trent Green doing the Chargers and the Bengals. You know, when I first looked at this list... I'm just not used to seeing it. I saw Las Vegas at Carolina. I'm like, what is this, the XFL schedule? I just, I'm not there yet where I can look at Las Vegas and just say, oh, that's the Raider game. That's Greg Gumbel and Rich Gannon. Uh, Nance and Romo are going to do Miami at New England. Well, go figure. Why? Go figure, because they're wanting to show that, number one, it's New England. It's the first game without Tom Brady. They're probably going to play that angle up. They're going to play up the fact that... It's also two teams that probably aren't going to make the playoffs. Yeah, it might also. I mean, again, we don't know for sure. It could be the debut of Tua Tonga Vailoa, possibly. Um, but it's 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 in the Dolphins, a team that last year did they beat the Patriots twice? Am I misremembering that? I don't know. Anyway, maybe it's just whatever. I'm just That's telling what, you, the number one crew should be on the Browns and the Ravens. I th- That's the hey, best game they have that day. I agree. I agree with that. I'm excited for it. All right. Mystery bone of education. He's not going to tell us what it is. Plus, we have some college football coronavirus updates for you. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident on I-71 southbound before Cook Road. Traffic is backing up in this area as they try to get the roadway clear. Please be cautious over here. Plan about a 5 to 10 minute slowdown in the meantime as traffic continues to build. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples has everything to start the school year right at amazing prices. This week, spend $30 and get an 8-ounce bottle of Mellow Hand Sanitizer. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Free when you mention this offer at checkout. Ends on September 5th, in-store only. While supplies last, some exclusion supplies. See staples.com slash free sanitizer for details. Staples. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Objects in radio may be dumber than they appear. This is Man in Bone. Bone of education coming up in mere moments. I do have some college football tidbits for you. Okay. Uh, ten players from UCF have opted out of the football season. That seems like a lot because it is. Uh, LSU <laughs> yeah. coach Ed Orgeron. Hey, everybody. Coach O here. Says more of his guys are considering opting out as of now. They only have five returning starters from last year's team. And I just saw this. Big news. Jamie Newman, who was the projected starting quarterback for the Georgia Bulldogs, he is opting out and preparing yeah. for the NFL draft. Yeah, I mean, that's they, they did get a transfer from USC to Georgia. JT Daniels, who was you know thought to be a pretty good quarterback well, Jamie at USC. Jamie Newman was a transfer, too, wasn't he? Where did he come yeah, from? Yeah, he transferred in from Wake Forest right. in January. And then JT Daniels transferred in in May, March, or April, somewhere. March through May, somewhere in that realm of COVID. That's where he transferred in. So they had two transfer quarterbacks in there to try to battle for the starting job. I, I mean... I guess it's possible. I thought, yeah, Jamie Newman was supposed to be the starter from what I understood, but uh, JT Daniels has, has played, you know, has started games for USC, so it's not like he's going to be out of his depth playing quarterback. He hasn't been the greatest quarterback ever, but yeah, he might be able to figure it out. I did see a few people speculating that um, you never know. Justin Fields sitting on the sidelines. Maybe he gets a call from Georgia to come back. I think that's unlikely um, given the given history of why he Big left. Big Ten's going to play football in couple oh, of weeks anyway. Is that right? <laughs> I forgot. Sorry. Yes, because of my prediction. That's right. It's going to be playing on October 3rd. That wasn't yeah. your prediction. That was fact. Uh, that's the, that's you, the news that I was given. You broke the yeah. story. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, one other little tidbit for you. Les Miles is on Cameo now, if you wanted to send oh. a special message. Uh, you know what? And I may act, What's his price, Ted? Because I have no idea. Let me click on it here. I think well, it's $150. Oh, my gosh. Why don't we just blow out whatever right, it's piddly budget there was for like any type of promotion for this show? Your laughter here. Uh, but what if we used all that money to buy him saying nice things about our show via Cameo? And then oh, we could that's just, absolutely what we're doing. And then we could just use that in promos for the show. Now, hold on a second, because I'm not. I know you're on Cameo, Bone. So yeah, if people want right. a special message from T Bone, you can get it. But it says here, request one hundred and fifty dollars, right? Then right underneath it, it says chat 
four ninety nine. Four dollars oh, What does that mean? That's a new thing where you can like yeah, you can pay more money and then you can spend time with the person. I don't know how much time, maybe like five, ten minutes or well, something. Well, it says only but- five dollars for a chat. What five dollars? It says four dollars and ninety nine cents. I thought you were saying four hundred and ninety nine. No, it says four dollars. Oh. I don't know if he. It's a misprint. Maybe that means you can text him. Let's do that. I'm going to send him a nudie. What? <laughs> You're something from a TikTok. That's good. Yeah, I don't think TikTok does nudes. I don't think it's going to do nudes when I when I sign up. Do, do nudes? Okay, that's what they're going to do. You do the nudes when I get out of there. I tell you. You turn a Rocky Balboa all of a sudden. Miller, Auburn Plainsman. Coach, you talked about Brandon Harris. You also got guys like Malachi Dupree and Shavin Durrell been in the offense for a while. Um, should we expect maybe to see the offense open up a little bit this season? Did you get that? I didn't get it. Now, it, it may well be that that uh, I didn't listen hard enough. So if you'd like, give me a little bit more space in between your words, it would help me a little bit. Okay, but I'm I'm really listening hard. Man, he wouldn't have that problem if Jalen Rose was asking the questions. Really listening? <laughs> yeah, Jalen Rose, he likes to take his time with the sentence. That's good. He spaces it out, yells it. It's good. 150 bucks. We got to make this happen. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't see why we shouldn't get a whole... I mean, we, we could have a dozen of those, right? Easily. Let's go. Let's make that happen. You know, it's coming up uh, pretty soon. What's coming up? Good afternoon. Just want to remind everybody that it's Columbus Day, that uh, all those of you that know Italians and like Italians are the people that might venture onto a ship and travel to explore and find new lands. Uh, This is your day. So uh, um, it's not St. Patty's Day. That's a different day entirely. I have heard that. Probably a thousand times at this point. And every single time I've heard it, I laugh. You know, like sometimes you watch a TV show. Like I've seen every episode of Seinfeld like a thousand times. And I know when the funny lines are coming and I'll have a little smile on my face. But very rarely do I laugh out loud now just because I've seen it so, so much. When I hear that, I laugh out loud every single time. I can't. Well, it's even now when someone talks about Columbus Day in any context. Right, that just pops in your mind. Pop in your mind it, where it's like... No Italians like Italians. This is your day. Venture on, venture venture on to on a, a ship. <laughs> <laughs> Bone of education. School is out, but class is still in. Welcome to Bone of education. It's a surprise. Uh, yeah, it is. And here's the surprise. So last night I got a nice message from a guy named Hans on Twitter. And Hans said that he listens to Bone of education every day. And Hans was stumping very hard. To get Bone of Education to not retire at the Forget end of this Forget about week. it, Hans. Okay, but Hans was telling me, and this is I can't believe this is real, but Hans said that when he talks to his parents, because his parents live up in northwestern Ohio at a little tiny town, and he said his parents, he will check in with them every day, and they will ask him, hey, I know you like that Bone of Education segment. What did they talk about today? And his parents, he will give them an update on what we talked about in Bone of Education. So Hans, tell mom and dad, today we're learning about their hometown. We're learning about Bryan, Ohio, where Hans's wonderful mom and dad live and where Hans, I believe, was raised. At least he said he was from there. Uh, that is the county seat of Williams County, Ohio. Mike, do you know where Williams County is? Well, what portion of the state? Was, you just told me it was Northwest Ohio. Okay, but it is the northwest corner 
Like, when you see Ohio on a map, that corner is two of the four sides of Williams County. How are we spelling Brian? With a Y? Brian with a Y. That's right. Um, I'll look it up. Uh, so, this county, or the, Brian, Ohio, in Williams County, it is 10 minutes from Indiana and 10 minutes from Michigan. That's how north and west it is. Think about all the wonderful sports betting those people have up there. Yeah, right. They can. They might even be geotracked to be okay to bet up there. They may just let you in. But... Brian, Ohio has a lot of interesting things going for it. One of them is the Spangler Candy Company, which is a privately owned international confectioner that's been manufacturing and marketing candy since 1906. Now, what kind of things do they make at Spangler? Well, I'll tell you. What kind of things do they make at Spangler? Mike, are you familiar with the Dum Dums oh, brand yes. of lollipops? The yes, little, indeed. I mean, those are every time if you're a little kid, you go to a doctor's office or a bank, it seems like they've usually got a cup full of those. Well, there's two different kinds, right? There's the, the doctor's offices that have the Dum Dums and then the doctor's offices that have the safety pops. Ah, and guess who makes both of those? Oh, they make Spang- both. Spangler Candy Company live, makes Dum Dums, Safety Pops, Whistle Pops, which I'd forgotten about, but an underrated candy. Uh, they also make candy canes and circus peanuts. They make all of those things. Uh, Dum Dums were invented in 1924. Spangler purchased the rights to those in 1953. Uh, they also, just in 2018, bought the now defunct uh, Neko brand, retaining the rights to Neko wafers all right. and sweethearts. So you may see those make a recovery, and someday they'll use those. But Brian, Ohio, where Hans and his family are from, they are known... Brian, not his family, Brian is known as the dum-dum capital of the world. The company produces approximately 45% of the candy canes sold in the United States every year and over 12 million dum-dums per day. So they are rolling out the candy in Brian, Ohio. But that probably isn't the most famous thing you know of from Brian, Ohio. There's one other thing that many of us used certainly in our youth but even today if you you know collect types of things like this you're a toy collector you might be familiar with a thing called the etch-a-sketch and that is made by ohio art and for many years was produced in bryan ohio it is not produced there anymore but the company ohio art still exists and is still in bryan ohio it was founded in 1908 uh by a man named henry winsler my and he made this company, and so when you think Ohio Art, you think, oh, they probably named it after the Etch-A-Sketch, because that was like, you know, arts, you could draw with it and all that stuff. Well, no, he named it Ohio Art Company because he just liked art, and it was in Ohio, and he was like, I like art, I live in Ohio, Ohio Art Company. And they're like, what do you do? And he was like, uh, we make stuff. And so they, they make all kinds of things. They make picture frames, they make things out of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? I, I've lost the term. Um, lithograph equipment. They make all different types of things, but eventually in the 50s, they had a man who was working on a little toy that would draw something out of uh, joystick, glass, and aluminum powder. And the initial name for this, the guy who came up with it was Andre Casanias. Andre Casanias called it the Telecran, and he said, this is what I've made. And they said, well, why don't we sell that as a toy? But they changed the name to Etch-A-Sketch. And then... Etch-A-Sketch became this huge thing uh, through the 60s and 70s. In the mid-90s, it was starting to wane in popularity. Do you know what brought it back? Do you have any idea? I have no clue. The movie Toy Story, because in the original Toy Story, there's a scene where one the etch one of the Etch-A-Sketches is in the cartoon, and it does a quick-draw duel with Woody. 
And it was only on screen for 12 seconds, but they said that 12 seconds was enough to boost the sales, enough to keep the company afloat, until again, it started to go down, and they started to have more problems in 1999. So in Toy Story 2, Etch-A-Sketch made another appearance and saved the company again. So Etch-A-Sketch, Toy Story, all intertwined. Uh, but yeah, and eventually uh, Etch-A-Sketch was sold off by Ohio Art in 2016, but there you go. You're Dumb kind of burying the lead, though, on Brian Ohio. I am? Because I just oh. clicked on the Wikipedia page, and they have the notable people from I, I was, Brian, Ohio. <laughs> I was going to get to that. Yes. Well, Bob, you go ahead. You, you, you tell people. Bob Hartman, guitarist <laughs> yes. and founder of Christian rock band Petra. That's right. Yeah! Yeah, that's right. You got it, man. Not really. Hey. Petra, I won't sleep on Petra, man. Petra's still, Petra means rock, Mike. I don't know if you know that, but yeah, Bob Hartman, contributor to uh, to my youth as well. This is like my childhood. Dum Dums, Etch a Sketch, and Petra. <laughs> Brian Ohio is apparently where I should have grown up. This like all was emanating from where I, I didn't even know. I was two hours, three hours away from like the epicenter of my youth. It was all happening in Brian Ohio. So there you go. Uh, Michael Jordan is getting into the gambling game, the legalized gambling game, and more Petra songs coming up oh, I next. I hope so. I hope Common so. Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find an earlier accident has cleared from 71 southbound before Cook Road. All lanes are open in that area. The traffic is still slow as it recovers. Watch out for residual backups about a five-minute delay in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples has everything to... The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed. With arms wide open, the way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company, you can trust. Start the school year right at amazing prices. This week, a two-pack of Elmer's Glue Sticks, a 24-pack of Crayola Crayons, and comp books are just 50 cents each. Offer ends September 5th while supplies last. Limit 30. Limits vary online. Staples. Only an array with fan traffic. Highly medicated, barely educated. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Let me tell you about my friends at Universal Windows Direct. The calendar says September, but it's still hot outside. I hope your windows are keeping all that cool air conditioning inside, because if they're not, well, you're wasting money, and it's time to treat yourself to some new windows. Call my guys and gals at Universal Windows Direct. They have a world-class triple-pane window. It's energy-efficient and, best of all, affordable. And check out this offer. You can buy one window, get one window free, and no payments, no interest. Not for 12 months. No. Double it. 24 whole months. Give them a call right now. 614-502-5220. Or click. 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 UniversalWindowsDirect.com. Tell them Ted, Ted sent you. Ted, Ted. <laughs> Ted, Ted. Yeah. All right. That's all Good I have enough. for you. There you go. Uh, what, uh, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is taking an equity stake in DraftKings and will become an advisor Okay. Yeah. All right. I uh I don't think that's a 
I don't think that's something you would turn down, right? If you're Michael Jordan, you're already worth hundreds of millions of dollars because of the Jordan brand and your own. He's got to be but, worth a billion dollars, right? I, I would assume if anybody is, he's got to be right there, right? I mean, it, it, I would think so, but I don't know. I don't know if we've ever officially confirmed that. Uh, DraftKings went public in April and was trading at $36.93, the close of the NASDAQ on Wednesday. The Walt Disney Company, you know, cartoons, kids, parent of ESPN, also has an equity stake in DraftKings. Let him live, man. That's, uh... <laughs> Yeah. Let me tell you something. For all, the, for all the people out there that say, oh, what's going to happen when all this gambling becomes legal? You have Michael Jordan, who, yes, is known for his gambling, but, you know, one of the biggest brand names in the history of sports, Michael, Michael Jordan, Jordan. Michael Jordan owns an NBA team. Yes, he owns an NBA team. And <laughs> you are have, talking about? And you have the Walt Disney Company saying, yeah. yes, we're going to get in bed with legalized gambling. It's almost like, Mike, this is an idea that makes tons of money and doesn't really have a downside. Yes, and, and it's if, almost like it's ridiculous that we have to go to Indiana, Michigan, Pennsylvania, West Virginia to gamble in this state. Yeah, and I, I, I do want to be clear. I'm not minimizing the effects that gambling can have if you have an addiction issue, but that is not something we seem to be concerned with when it comes to alcohol. So... All I am saying is, however we treat alcohol in this country, which is, yes, responsibly, proper age, you know, don't glorify it if, if to your 12-year-old. But, yes, once you get to an age where you can be responsible and you find that you do not have an issue with it, it is something that, like alcohol, can make lots of money for people and is commonly used in times of enjoyment or whatever you want. Like, it's just, it's another way to enjoy the game you're watching, just like drinking a beer, in my mind, at least. So, it's not something for everyone, but if you're someone who enjoys that, I don't see why you should be stopped from doing it, and you need to moderate yourself and be careful with it just like anything else. Be an adult. Some more college football nuggets for you. Oklahoma has named redshirt freshman Spencer Rattler their starting quarterback. I want to say he's the fourth starting quarterback they've had in the last four years. And if you want to watch their opener against Missouri State, well, it's not on TV. Well, it is, but you have to pay for it. It's on yeah. pay-per-view. It is $55, to be exact, fifty-four ninety-five to watch Oklahoma's opener against Missouri State. Now, I know you grew up, I don't know if you did grow up watching wrestling, because mom and dad probably didn't allow that. In, I watched, the I watched it when I could. I would, I would try to watch it whenever I could, but I never, I never watched the pay-per-views on wrestling. Well, see, no. that's the thing, is that I would, my, my dad and sometimes my grandfather would come over, and we'd watch the old-school 80s wrestling. And we'd watch George the Animal Steel eat the turnbuckles and stuff like that. And it was fun. And I would always beg my father to get the pay-per-views. And he would never. He'd never. I think they were like $30 or something. And it wasn't the time where they had pay-per-views every month. No, you, you know, have like a it few became later. It was like WrestleMania and then at like SummerSlam. And that was it for a long time. And they brought in like Survivor Series and Royal Rumble and stuff like that. But for a while, it was just WrestleMania. And I remember I'd beg him all the time. And every time to this day, I'm a 40-year-old man, every single time I hear the words pay-per-view, I think about the old-school WrestleMania theme song, which I have told Ted to get for this segment. Can I hear a little bit of it? Only on pay-per-view, Oklahoma Spencer Rattler goes to battle against Missouri State 
$54.95 on pay per view. <laughs> yeah, I just pictured too jumping in like, you won't believe the card we've got tonight, sports fans. Oh my God, you're going to see the Intercontinental title defended. You're going to see everything. No, you're not. You're going to see two teams playing football and probably one of them blowing the other one out. That's basically all you're going to see, except we didn't mention this, Mike. Oh my God! Is that Bobby Petrino's music? Bobby Petrino is oh, here! that's right! He coaches He's in Missouri the State! I completely forgot! Missouri State is the opponent in this pay-per-view, and you get to watch Let Him Live, oh Bobby, Bobby Petrino, lead a football team onto a field, theoretically, if it happens. Against Oklahoma, so maybe that's the selling point. Is they've brought in, they've brought in like the old school wrestling days. They've brought in this uh, vanquished nemesis from some other territory who's just going to come in and try to steal the belt. And of course, he's not going to win, but everybody's going to hate him. So that's Bobby Petrino's role here. He's the big heel coming in with some heat. All right, let me ask you a question. Let's say Ohio State's playing Missouri State week one. Bum opponent. You know they're going to roll him by sixty points. How much money do you pay? You pay $55 to watch that? Um, in a normal year, I pay... I, I ask the station to pay for it, but if well, the no, station... No, no, no. Let's, let's assume you're not you, and you don't have to yeah, come yeah, in yeah. and do a post-game show no, 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 and I'll be honest like with that. I, I would just say, for me, because I know they're going to win by 70, Yeah, I'm probably going to pay the minimum, like 10 bucks would be probably my limit. And after that, I would just say, I know what's going to happen. I'm okay with missing that Well, that's that not game. an option. You have to pay $55. Then I'm not watching it. Then I'll watch. Then I'll watch nine other college football games, and I will watch the extended highlights that they'll put on YouTube because they're always there. Or I'll or I'll live with the highlights I get on college football wrap up, whatever. Like, Teddy, I'll watch those. Are you paying fifty five dollars to watch the Buckeyes beat Missouri State by sixty? Absolutely, in a heartbeat. You are no worries. Yeah, I'm dropping that cash $55 right now. Fifty five dollars to watch a game you know is going to just be domination. There's not that many games though each year, and it's just one game because the rest of the games will be on regular TV. So it's just you know it's like you're paying that for the whole season now, pretty much. But hold on I, a second, you told me you wanted to watch the new Bill and Ted movie. I have no idea why, but you said yeah. you were excited about it. Yeah, but it was 1999, and you said no, that's too expensive. I'm not going to watch that. Yeah, but I can wait in like three months. I could see it on you know one of the movie channels or something like that. You know, so I, could, I would, I would. I mean, and I thought about it for the nineteen ninety nine. If it had been maybe you know ten, if it was ten dollars, I would have got it. Nineteen ninety nine was just a little too much for Bill and Ted. James Bond, right. fifty dollars, a hundred dollars. I'm doing it. I will hundred dollars James Bond. Yeah, I'm gonna, I know that. I'll raise that price. I don't doubt that. I will say I'll add this caveat to my Ohio State thing. We are talking about. If it was a normal season and if it was the team we thought we knew, but if it was with a new head coach, if it was even a new quarterback, then I would probably raise my price too. If it was this season, which currently we are having no football, and then suddenly they said, okay, one game only, and yeah, it's a crappy team, but it's $55, well, then that's different because I'm paying to see my team play. That. That'd be totally different in that sense. But if I knew I had a full season ahead of drama, intrigue, everything else, I have seen plenty of Rice games. I have seen plenty of games where they blow the opponent out by 70 points. I don't need to pay $55 to watch that. No, I'll just check the highlights, which I know will be epic, and I would move on. Uh, some Blue Jacket news today. We'll talk about that. Plus, Alvin Kamara is holding out for the Saints. Could he be traded? We'll give you the latest. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. 
Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You're going to find some slow traffic on 71 southbound between Cleveland Avenue and East Broad Street. Plan about a five-minute slowdown in that area. And more delays expected on I-70 westbound. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean-out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming... I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Between Miller and the 71 East split, another five-minute slowdown over there. This traffic report is sponsored by Allstate. If you're driving less, you could be saving more on car insurance. With pay-per-mile insurance from Allstate, pay for the miles you drive and save on the miles you don't. Call a local Allstate agent and get a quote now. I'm Leanna Ray with Van Traffic. Filthy mouths, bad attitudes, and ugly haircuts. It's called cabbage. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Wednesday on campus. All the news and notes you need coming up at 448. Uh, a lot of people asking me how I'm able to do that Vince McMahon voice and mm-hmm. not pass out. Well, I have like little tiny aneurysms when I do it. Like it's physically taxing on my body, but I do it for you. I suffer for you. It's appreciated. It is. I mean, I've I've always thought you did a really good job with that, but I think it's partially because you sell out for it. You don't just... Well, that's the thing. I'm not going to just do it and not do it all the way. I'm going all the way to the Hamptons when I do it. <laughs> well, like uh, like his son, Shane McMahon. When Shane McMahon has a WrestleMania match, he doesn't come out there and just collect a paycheck. Oh, no. He goes all the way. He jumps off the cage. That's He's right. taking trash cans to the face. He's jumping off Titantron, whatever it takes to sell the crowd on what's happening. So you got to do the same thing. Uh, Alvin Kamara is holding out from Saints camp. He wants a new contract. There is a report, a couple reports, that uh, as much as four teams, as many? Yeah, as many as four teams, called up the Saints yesterday and inquired about trading for him. And the Saints are open to it, I guess, for a first-round draft choice in return. I think he's got, this is the last year of his rookie deal. So obviously if you trade for him, you have to give up a first round pick and give him a new contract. He was ouchie significantly last season. He says he's healthy now. And I had some people, you know, say to me, well, you know, I looked at his numbers and he's not that great. And you can't just look at his rushing numbers. If this guy is healthy, don't look at his numbers and say, well, his high water mark is 883 yards rushing. Yeah, but he also had 709 receiving yards that year and scored 18 touchdowns. He is almost a bigger threat catching the football than he is rushing the football. If he's healthy, he is truly a difference maker on anybody's team. Here's the problem for the Saints. They have $7.5 million worth of cap space this year. Next year, though, they're second in the league with $246.6 million in salary cap commitments. Now, the cap this year is just over $198 million. 
But this is not a normal year, is it, Bone? I mean, for the most part, we're not going to have any fans in the stands or very limited fans in the stands. The revenues will not be as high for the NFL. So the cap number next year will not go up like it's been going up. It's going to go down. And some project it to go down to as low as $175 million. So if you have $246.6 million in cap obligations next year, and that number is a buck seventy-five, you got some trimming to do. And I don't think they look at Alvin Kamara and say, we can afford to give this guy a contract right now. Yeah, that's that's very intriguing, too, because you consider they've got the Drew Brees situation where next year I believe they owe him somewhere in the neighborhood of $25 million because I think he's he's what's left on his deal or the, the deal he just did is two years at 25 mil a piece. And I think all of this year it's like base salary and most of it's signing where he's getting the majority of the money. Yeah, and but, he could retire and that then that goes away. Yeah, he could, but would he? Will he? We don't know. Well, That's he's a big make question. Room. He's got to make room for uh, future Joe Montana. Taysom Hill, you, your guy. Let me tell you what right now. What would please me to no end, because I don't really have a reason to hate the Saints. In fact, there's been a steady stream of Buckeyes that have ended up on the Saints roster. Michael Thomas, not least among them, that makes me kind of, in a way, see the Saints and go, I hope they do well. I hope Michael Thomas has a good year. I hope they are good because I like him. But... It would almost make me enjoy watching them fail if what they decide to do is tell Alvin Kamara, "No, we don't think we need you. We've got the we've got the uh, salvation. What is uh, I blew it? Swiss Army knife is what I'm trying oh, to say. Salvation Army knife too. Not not Salvation Army. We got the Swiss Army knife of Taysom Hill, and we're gonna let Taysom Hill." do everything, and he's just going to be our plug-in guy. We need someone to go out and catch a pass. We need someone to run for a first down. We need someone to throw for a first down. We're just going to let him do it all. And then watch that blow up in their face, because I don't think that's a plan. I think Taysom Hill is a good player. I think he's an excellent football player, but when you have a compliment of everyone else around him, and I know Alvin Kamara partially was not healthy when he had some of his success last year, but I don't think that's a plan going forward. And now, what you could have is old Drew Brees, Taysom Hill, and then Michael Thomas, who legitimately is one of the best weapons in the league, and then that's your offense. And I don't think that's good. I think, yeah, Alvin Kamara is a big piece there, and I don't think it's a good idea to let him walk. Jackets news today. The Jackets are losing VP of Hockey Ops Bill Zito. He's going to go be the Florida Panthers GM and try and whisper in Bob's ear. So he goes away. We've heard his name the last couple of years come up for general manager jobs, and I don't know if he was offered jobs and they just weren't the right fit for him or if, you know, this was the first time he was offered the big chair and he wanted to jump at it, but he's been with the team since 2013. And obviously other teams around the league look at the Blue Jackets and what they've been able to do, and they're impressed by that and said, well, let's go get that guy. So Bill Zito comes in. Yeah, I I tend to think this is the problem that you have when you have a lot of talent uh, that you've assembled in your front office, right? I mean, it should be viewed as a good sign by Jackets fans, not that you want to see Bill Zito leave, but it should be viewed as a good sign that they don't typically take general manager candidates from the crappy teams. They usually take them from the decent to good teams. So Yarmo has helped build this, along with John Davidson, who, of course, is no longer here, but they helped build up this front office to a level where it is extremely competent and now is an attractive place for up-and-coming executive talent to come and figure out how to do it and and build their resume and help build a winner here. So Bill Zito probably not going to be the last guy that does well in Columbus and then goes on and does something else 
in another yeah, market. Yeah, because that means your team is having success. So yeah, the bad news is Bill B- Bill Zito is out, but uh, Barry Zito is in. Former A's pitcher Barry Zito, <laughs> only because I want to play this voicemail. We haven't played it in a long time. This is from 2010. Barry Zito was pitching. Was it, was he with the Giants at this point, or was he with the A's? I think he was with the Giants. Anyway, I can't remember. He had a, a weekly radio show that he was doing on a local radio station. But he called the the co-host of the show to tell him that he would not be able to come in and do the radio show this week. This is the voicemail that he... This is not a bit, by the way. This is the voicemail that he left the host to let him know he was not going to be able to come in. Herb Z, uh, dude, not good, man. Um, so I came down to the Unicorn Club to have some breakfast this morning to see a couple friends. Um, I went downstairs to the stables. Saw a couple of unicorns down there, but I went up to this one that's my favorite, you know, the one I told you about, um, Powder. And I just started playing with his mane and just braiding it and stuff. And I don't know what happened. The stable manager came in, started yelling at me, freaked out, um, told me that he was quarantined because he had some kind of something, you know, and now I'm a threat to his health. And now they're just like, hold me down here. They told me I could make one call. And I'm calling you. Luckily, I memorized your number, which is rare these days. Um, so, dude, I don't know what's going on. I don't even know if I can get to the yard for the game today. It's brutal, dude. So, I don't know. I can't make the show, but I might need you to try to come down here and help me, dude. Uh, you're the only guy that knows where this place is. And, um, dude, I don't know. Follow your instinct, bro. If you don't see me at noon, just, just come down. Dude. All right, see. End of message. I want whatever he's on. Did we ever get to the bottom of what... The, I mean, that had to be some kind of inside joke between them, Dude, he, right? went, he went all the way on that then, if it was just an inside joke. Of course he did. I mean, it's... He I, went all I, the like, way on that. Yeah, he took it and... Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe... I think he I, had there, some mushrooms. When was this? 2010, you said? Yeah, 2010. How has there not been a 30 for 30 about just that phone call? <laughs> like, how have we not had an entire ESPN production around... In 2010, <laughs> what if I told you Barry Zito went to the Unicorn Farm and Unicorn never Club, returned? Not the Unicorn, Unicorn Club. Farm. I'm sorry. Well, no, but then he said he was at the stables, right? And he said he found the one that's his favorite, and then powder, powder. Yeah. yeah. How do we know? I, know. I mean, I, I don't know what this is. All the news and notes you need as we go on campus. Coming up next, Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for on the roads right now. You'll find construction work has the roadway reduced to one lane on James Road, north and southbound between... Oh, hello! I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. 
Princeton Avenue and Main Street. Plan on some backups over here. About a five-minute slowdown as rush hour continues to build. This traffic report is sponsored by Allstate. If you're driving less, you could be saving more on car insurance. But pay per mile insurance from Allstate, pay for the miles you drive, and save on the miles you don't. Call a local Allstate agent and get a quote now. On the NRA with fan traffic. The kings of local social media. Twitters and twatters. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Look, I'm just reading the headline on this. I didn't read the story. Mm-hmm. But the headline made me laugh out loud. Right. Sarah Sanders is the former White House press secretary, okay? Yeah, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who had to go out there and answer questions for the president often. Yes. Uh, yeah, that was that was her job. All right. Mm-hmm. So she's she tells the story. I, I saw this. Today. <laughs> <laughs> she tells a story that Trump jokingly told her to take one for the team after Kim Jong-un winked at her. <laughs> Man, you told the story the other day. Accidental Kim. Accidental Sarah Kim. Huckabee Sanders had her own accidental oh, Kim where man. she's just she's in a security briefing with the dictator of North Korea and she's if you read the little excerpt she says she's like going through her notes and she just happens to look over at him cuz she's looking around the room like you do when you're in a meeting and he looks up and their eyes met and he winked at her. <laughs> That's right, and she baby. said, well, she said, and I, I don't blame her for feeling this way. She said the thought, because she said, I went right down to my notes again and thought, oh, no, did I just get marked by the dictator of North Korea? Like, she's thinking she's in danger because he, you know, that's what dictators do is, you know, a little head nod. And the next thing you know, like a pit opens up and there's a shark tank under you and you just fall to your death. So she's panicked that something's going to go on. And then <laughs> apparently that's not what uh, was happening there. They read it differently. This is not a political statement, by the way. If in that meeting Trump gives her the little playful elbow and says, you're going to have to take one for the team, that's one of the all-time great lines. Oh, sure. Yeah. That's one of the all-time great lines. Yeah. And then apparently the two, I think, uh, who was the other guy? Was it John Kelly? I think it was the other guy who was in the limo. They got back into the presidential limo. I didn't read the whole story. I just saw the headline. Well, they got back into the limo. They did this outside of you know, Kim Jong-un's presence. But then that's when she was telling them, like, he winked at me. What should I do? Because she's nervous. And he's like, I had to go take one for the team. (laughs) That's when, and then that's when John Kelly was like, yeah, you're, you know, your husband's going to be sad about it, but hey, you'll be a great patriot. So yeah, good times working for the, working for the White House. There you go. Uh, uh, On campus, hit it. Common man in T-Bones. On campus, the latest college sports news and notes. Sponsored by Logan AC and Heat Services. Don't go through another air conditioner breakdown. For fast, friendly service, call the experts at Logan Services now for a free estimate and next day air installation. Bone! All right, man, I just want to give you a synopsis of where we are in college football with there being no Big Ten and no Pac-12 football, at least as of now. By the way, if Kevin Warren winked at me and I, I thought I could get the season started up, I would oh, take you, one for the team. You'd take one for the team. Absolutely. So would I. We'd, we'd have to. That's the only option. Um, so the, uh, Saturday Down South, they're an SEC blog, but they went out and ranked the top 25 quarterbacks in college football this year now that we know mostly who's not playing. Right? There could still be opt-outs, but by and large, we're aware of who is not playing in college football. Let me give you just the top five, just to give you the the dire circumstances of which we sit. 
Number one quarterback in the country is Trevor Lawrence, right? Presumably Justin Fields would either be number one or number two, but he's not playing. So number two on this list is Ian Book from Notre Dame. All right, he's been around, decent player. I don't know you'd ever call him the number two quarterback in the country, but Notre Dame fans have big hopes. Number three is Brock Purdy for Iowa State. Number four is Kellen Mond at Texas A&M. And number five is Sam Ellinger. Like, what are we... What are we doing? College football. I don't, I don't know. What we're you, doing. you have no. You have. We got to find some quarterbacks because it's it's not great. Uh, I did see that Bama's quarterback Mac Jones is gifted the eleventh spot, even though he's you know barely played. And then Bo Nix is twelfth, even though Bo Nix like started most of the games last year, was freshman of the year in the SEC. So who knows? All I'm saying is college football prepare to be weird this year because it will be weird. And we talked about this a little bit earlier just to give you a little bit more background on it. Georgia Bulldogs quarterback Jamie Newman, who had transferred in from Wake Forest and who is ranked number 6th in the quarterback rankings by Todd McShay, uh, he has opted out of the season and said he's going to prepare for the NFL draft. His He did say that was motivated by COVID-19. Uh, he wanted to thank everybody at Georgia for the short time he was there, which was only you know January of this year that he joined. But yeah, he has opted out of the season, so JT Daniels will take over for him. But if you're not familiar uh, with Jamie Newman, he is a 6'4", 230-pound, uh, well, now it doesn't matter, I think he was going to be a senior, started 16 games for the Deacons the previous two years. He completed 60.9% of his attempts for 2,800 yards, 26 touchdowns, and 11 picks. He also had 500-plus rushing yards last year with six scores. So... There you go. We'll see what he ends up being in the NFL, but he will not be playing in college football. And that means Georgia's going to have some issues at quarterback unless JT Daniels can get it done, which maybe he will. He played okay at USC at times. We'll see if he can ever put together a whole year. Iowa State has announced that they are going to backtrack on what they had initially planned. Iowa State was telling their fans they were going to allow 25,000 fans to attend their September 12th home opener against Louisiana but they have reversed course and will now no longer allow fans. They cited feedback from the community in announcing its decision. Uh, AD Jamie Pollard said on Wednesday that Dr. Wendy Winterstein initially approved the plans that were formulated by the school's leadership group, but now that fans have said they don't want to be put into that situation or don't want that to be Yeah, what does that mean, that they didn't sell any tickets? Um, I don't know. It just says that they got blowback from the community and felt that there was... Too much bad that could come out of it. So uh, this is also a quote from the AD. He said, President Winterstein shared with me on Tuesday evening that after weighing feedback she has received from the community, she's decided to reverse the decision. So it sounds like some people within the Iowa State community said, hey, don't do this. This is not a great idea. So they are not going to have fans at their opener. And we talked about this a little bit earlier, too, but LSU head coach Ed Orgeron saying more and more players are opting out of the season. And Jamar Chase, Tyler Shelvin are the latest two from LSU. Those are both guys that probably have NFL futures. But Coach O said he thinks there's at least two more guys who could be opting out. They've also had LSU defensive lineman Neil Farrell and defensive back Kerry Vincent opt out this season. So... Four opt-outs, a lot of guys left last year after winning the national championship just because they were good enough to go, and you may have more leaving. That's not all great news for LSU. You need a Hummer? Thank you, Coach O. Tell them about it, JoJo. If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown. Coming up, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. Some slow traffic to watch out for on the roads right now. You'll find construction work has the roadway reduced to one lane on James Road, north and southbound between Livingston Avenue and Main Street. Plan on some uh, backups in this area. About a five-minute slowdown. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. As traffic continues to build over here, this traffic report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples has everything to start the school year right at amazing prices. This week, spend $30 and get an 8-ounce bottle of Mellow Hand Sanitizer free when you mention this offer at checkout. And September 5th, in-store only, while supplies last. Some exclusions apply. See staples.com slash free sanitizer for details. Staples. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Some fans drink the Kool-Aid. These guys drink the bleach. This is Man and Bone. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinderer Motorsports. Rundown coming up in mere moments. We have a game, game show at 534. What's the game this week, Boner? Oh, the game this week is COVID Hot Takes, where I give you some takes from famous people talking about coronavirus, and they had some very hot takes that proved to be very wrong. But in the meantime, you can guess which celebrity said the said hot takes. So we'll do that at 534. Another magical baseball evening for the Reds last night as they got clobbered by the Cardinals, and then Teddy licked his screen and said, David Bell, I love you. Ah. Uh, Same two teams again tonight. How many hits did the Cardinals get last night, Teddy? 23? Was that it? Yeah, I I believe so. I I love you, David Bell. (laughs) I turned it over. It was a little after like 7. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. The Reds started already. Let me see what's going on. It was 6 to nothing in the second inning. I'm like, well, this can't get any worse. And it was a two-run homer, and then it was 8 to nothing. And I'm like, oh, great. Tell you what, Mm. as good as they are, the Cardinals are doing against the Reds, I don't think it's going to compare to what Nolan Arenado does against your White Sox, Mike. That is, it's another level. Nolan Arenado. Wrong guy. Not, not Nolan Arenado. Nelson Why did I Cruz. say that? Nelson Cruz. I, I misspoke. Go yeah, ahead. Nelson Cruz. How well, does we, he do against your White Sox? We did the, uh, oh my God, he kills him. I, I gave you this stat the other day, and you didn't believe me. You thought it was a made-up stat. Yeah, I didn't believe you in part because I forgot who it was, so yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> Nelson Cruz, now this has changed the last couple days, but going into this series, the White Sox against the Twins, in his last 19 games against my Chicago White Sox, Nelson Cruz and his boomstick has driven in 34 runs. Good Lord. He's, he was only hitting like 457, too. That was, you were texting us that, and Ted was like yelling at you through text, like, oh man, that's not true. Like, he, he was like mad that you said that. He thought you were wrong. I know, I, I was. I wish I was wrong. 34 RBI in 19 games. Now, the good news is. I've been told by smart people the RBI meaningless stat. I mean, it is it is runs batted in. It is the that amount matter. of runs no, 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 no. that get over the plate really, when you hit the ball. What it is, it's it's more of a badge of honor for the person on base, and oh, not for you. I see, because you got on base and you had everything to do with it, not the person who just got a hit right. at that time so, when you were on base. What I've learned is all those years, and Reds fans had this. 
And me as a White Sox fan, when he was on my crappy team, I had this. <laughs> when you had a runner on third base with less than two outs and Adam Dunn was at the plate and he never brought that guy home, that wasn't Adam Dunn's fault. That was just the runner on third. No, because if Adam Dunn, then later in the game where you're down like five to nothing and it's in the seventh, when in the fourth he had a guy on base and could have driven the run in but didn't, that inning when he comes up to the plate, now the game's out of hand, and then he hits a home run, well, who cares? He hit a home run, right? Why should you pay attention to who is on base at the time? Because maybe if he hit the home run when the guy was on base, you would have had two runs home instead of one, and maybe the game's a little closer. Put that out of your mind. Nelson Cruz. How old is Nelson Cruz? He's still raking it. He's got to be close to 40. Yeah, I would Now, he was pop for Roy's at one time in his career, so... Who cares? Once... (laughs) Just move on. What's the difference yeah, now? The, put the, some roids in there. You put know, a mask Charlie on. Charlie Blackman has special Corona powers now, and apparently all of the St. Louis Cardinals do too. They have special Corona powers where they just get twenty three hits against the Reds. Nelson yeah. Cruz is forty. Let him live. Good lord! All right, still raking, still tearing your team up. How many That's career right. home runs does Nelson Cruz have? I have no some idea. Trivia for you. Well, take me. a guess. Uh, Three hundred and fifty. Uh, 414 for Nelson Cruz. Oh, that's pretty good. Had his first uh, 40 home run season at the age of 33, I think. All right, we spent too much time on Nelson Cruz. The common Man and T-Bones. The Rundown. The Rundown. Let's spend some time on former Buckeye quarterback Dwayne Haskins, who today was named the starter for week one for the Washington football team against the Philadelphia Eagles. Ron Rivera had previously said that it was going to be an open competition and he was doing the coach thing, which is I'm going to let my guys compete. Well, if that's true, then Dwayne Haskins beat out Kyle Allen and the newly healthy Alex Smith to win the job week one. I think it's a smart play. The dude started seven games. You you spent a first-round pick on him, and I know that Ron Rivera didn't, but it doesn't matter. I always I, I find that hilarious. It's like, well, I didn't pick him, number one. Okay, but does that mean you just waste an opportunity completely? You are not going to win the Super Bowl this year, Washington football team. Give Dwayne Haskins an opportunity to fail. That doesn't mean he's guaranteed to start 16 games this year, but he started seven games in his career. He's a first-round pick. Let him have some time in your new offense with your new offensive coordinator to see if he can make it happen. And then if he can't, then you can move on to Kyle Allen and he can throw all the pick sixes you want. Yeah, I've often thought that when a new GM takes over a team and you have a bad head coach, you could fire that head coach and do right by your fan base and do right by the future of the team if you know that guy's not any good. But I do see a lot of GMs do this, and I think it's not necessarily stupid, is to keep the bad head coach around because that's one more thing you can fix. That's one more thing you can say, well, you can't blame me because we sucked this year. Look, I... I was giving that guy a chance to save his job, and he just was so bad. Now I can start building my team. And it's the same thing when you're a new coach with a young quarterback. Not, you know, Dolphins and Ryan Fitzpatrick, right? I mean, I think that's a little different last year with Brian Flores. When you have a young quarterback and you have a new coach coming in, as the as the Washington football team does, you are now in a position where if it works out, great. But if it doesn't, what's the problem? Then you... You move on from the rookie quarterback that was bad, or the second-year quarterback that was bad in this case, Dwayne Haskins, and everyone goes, well, yeah, of course they were bad because he didn't work out. And then you've still got not as many people mad about it the first year because they expected it to be rebuilding. 
then if you're that bad anyway, you go draft a quarterback that you want. But if the rookie quarterback or the second-year quarterback turns out to be okay, then good. You Then you go with him, and that leads you to better things. So there really is no downside for the for the Washington football team doing this. You really want to say Redskins, don't you? It, how, th- what, 35 years? I don't know how long ago I started talking. That's what they've been called. So is, I that, gotta, is that your first word? You just... Looked up yeah. at your mom and said, Redskins. I mean, it didn't help. They just kept showing me the logo constantly. I don't know why. It was so weird. Such a weird thing to do. <laughs> this son is Joe Gibbs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was probably born in the Joe Gibbs era. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't know why I did that voice. That's not what my parents sound like, but that's okay. Okay, I have something else to say, but I won't. Yeah. Let's talk about Nelson Cruz some more. <laughs> well, and when we're done with him, we could talk about Nolan Arenado if you want to. I mean, that's, that's right. Too. We'll and the up. other Frank Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. Oh, by the way, I know no one cares about this, but uh, the White Sox pregame show, if you subscribe to, like on your cable, you get all the regional sports channels. The White Sox pregame show with Ozzie Guillen and Frank Thomas is endlessly entertaining. It's like baseball's Inside the NBA or whatever that show is on TNT. Yeah, on TNT. I'm guessing it would be. I have not seen it, but how could it be that? How could it be bad? So if you have access to it, even if you don't care about White Sox baseball, it's endlessly entertaining. Anyway, Ryan Day gets himself another commitment. Three star tight end for the 2022 class. His name is Bennett Christian. He made an official visit on August 14th. He's 6'6", 235 from Altoona, Alatoona, A-L-L-A-T-O-O-N-A. We call him that Alatoona? Alatoona, sure. Alatoona High School in Eckworth, Georgia. He is the number 18th tight end prospect in the class of 2022. Look, yeah, we can look at this guy and say he's a three-star guy. So who cares? But clearly they see something in him. To go after him this early. They're looking at the measurables. They're saying, this guy's 6'6", 235. He hasn't filled out yet. And I I guarantee you that he's not going to be the 18th ranked tight end prospect in the class of 2022 when that when that class is all full, fill up. Fold up? F- hey, everybody! That class is all filled up! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think you uh, nailed it, Mike. I think you were spot on oh, on everything you I said. I nailed it when I said it with all fooled up. He's 6'6", 235. All fooled up. All fooled all up. Fooled That's up. right. Nolan mm-hmm. Arenado went to Attitude High School. There you go. I don't know when Dusty Rhodes got here. American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. You're doing a great job. No, just it. go ahead and do your no, impersonation. I don't, I don't know. Do it. A computer took your job, Daddy. That's right. I tell you, common man, you hit the nail right on the head with that one, daddy. <laughs> this Saturday is SmackDown, baby. Yeah. We they don't even be, do SmackDown we, on Saturday, but I'm here. Thunderdome, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I miss I miss some of those old pay-per-views. Golly, I miss them. Uh, the Jackets are losing VP of Hockey Ops and Assistant General Manager Bill Zito to the Florida Panthers. He's going to leave and become their new general manager. And as you pointed out, and you're dead right, when you have success, especially when you have success with younger players, other teams are going to try and jump in and steal your guys. And that's what they've done here. Yeah, so 
not that you want to get used to it, but it's just like you see to a degree when you have success in college football, when you have success in any sport, but we're familiar with college football with Ohio State. We are used to seeing assistant coaches leave and take over head coaching jobs. You are going to see similar things with the front office of the Blue Jackets. That's how the NHL works. So take it as a badge of honor, Jackets fans, that it has now been built up by Yarmo and to some degree JD when he was here. You know, he's obviously in New York now, but those guys built this front office to be a place that incubates talent in the NHL and is going to create more front office gems. And Bill Zito very, very well be one of those guys. So take it as a good thing. Not that you want to see guys leave, but that you are attracting the talent that's good enough while they're here to build the type of team the Jackets now have. Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. Speaking of uh, wrestling, by the way, the word jabroni has been added to the dictionary. Now, The Rock made the word popular, but Iron Sheik invented it. So let's give him the credit. Yeah, I because most people may not be aware of the aware of the background on that word, at least what it was originally meant to mean. Because now, when you hear the Rock say, you know, this jabroni, that jabroni, it just kind of meant like this idiot, this dummy. It Right. The original context he was using it in was to say a jobber, which is to say someone in wrestling who's not going to get a name. They're not going to get a gimmick. They're going to come out and their name's going to be Bill Smith. They're going to get kicked around the ring for three minutes and then they're going to get pinned by some guy who's got a really cool background story and, you know, comes out with big music and fireworks. That's what a jabroni is. Jabroni is a jobber who goes out there to lose, a perennial loser. That's jabroni. Yes. So there you go. When you think of Jabroni, who you think of? Oh, good. Like when you think of the ultimate, just like wrestling jobber. I have to go back. I don't remember any because that's the thing is none of them were that memorable. I'm sure you have one. I got a couple of them. Teddy and I were talking about this. Brooklyn Brawler and Barry Horowitz. Barry Horowitz would just lose all the time, but he would always, at some point in the match, like he'd have one move that worked, Mm -hmm. and he would stand up and pat himself on the back. See, the era that I grew up watching wrestling, because I'm a little younger than you guys, because a uh, different oh, will generation. You, will but you stop now. <laughs> no, but for real, what I would always think of as a jobber in wrestling was everyone else would have a haircut that was modern in the like wrestling ring, and then the guy they brought in to fight who had a, rest- a haircut from 10 years ago, that was the guy that you're like, oh, he's going to lose. Like, <laughs> the guy who had, like, still in the mid 90s, had the, like, flared out, you know, old school 80s haircut you're like yeah all right you're gonna lose to this guy right here who is definitely way cooler than you he's gonna just beat your ass we are still knee deep in the bubble version of the stanley cup playoffs but what's next season gonna look like we'll discuss it coming up next common man and t-bone on the fan fan traffic from the logan ac and heat services traffic center good evening some slow traffic to watch out for on the roads right now you'll find talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company. 
Chief can trust. Lays on I-70 westbound between Miller and the 71 East split. Plan about a five-minute backup in that area. And traffic is delayed on 71 southbound between Frank Road and 270. Tap those brakes. Another five-minute delay. This traffic report is sponsored by Allstate. If you're driving less, you could be saving more on car insurance. With pay-per-mile insurance from Allstate, pay for the miles you drive and save on the miles you don't. Call a local Allstate agent and get a quote now. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The number one show in the world, according to the Panama TED Internet Research Group. That doesn't make sense. This is Man and Bone. Game show coming up at 534. But first, T-Bone has a very special announcement for you. That's right, Mike. If your water smells or tastes bad, if it leaves a chalky white residue on your glasses or silverware, could be that you've got some funk in your water. Unfortunately... This area is prone to some really funky water, depending on where you are. So Kinetico wants to help you out and wants to get the funk out of your water. If you missed their customer savings event last week, I've got some good news for you. You're still able to get some of those discounts. In fact, Kinetico is extending all their special equipment discounts by one more week. That includes taking $1,000 off a Premier Series water softener or $700 off the revolutionary K5 drinking water station. I have those in my house. You will love them when you put them in yours, but you've got to act fast. So go to ConnecticutColumbus.com to get all the info. Again, that's ConnecticutColumbus.com to get the funk out of your water. Uh, UFC boss Dana White says he'll make a Brock Lesnar-John Jones fight if both guys are in. Uh, the winner of the fight is the first one to flunk a drug test. And the joke's on all of us because they'll both flunk a drug <laughs> test. But that's only after they charge you $60 to watch it. Then they'll throw out the decision completely. See, this is the thing I don't get with with UFC fans. And I I respect that UFC fans will say... I can't see these guys fight anywhere else, so of course I'm going to give them this money to watch this fight. But you you have seen many times with both of those particular fighters that they have and will use performance-enhancing drugs. And if you just genuinely don't care about that, that's fine, but then why even make it a rule? Like, let them take whatever they want and go fight each other. Because obviously, if you can still get $60 an event or $50, whatever they charge you now, like, no one cares, so let them just do it. And and if you're, that's if what I've said about the Olympics saying, for years. I said, we should allow all these people to dope, all of them. I'm just saying, if the people who consume the product don't care, that's not the same thing in baseball. By the way, although it's changing, maybe in ten years, baseball will be full of people who say, "No, I don't care. Take whatever you want. It does not bother me at all. Put anything and everything into your system. I don't care." But for the UFC fans. Yes, there's always a backlash. Yes, there's people yelling about it. And then the next time either one of those guys signs up to fight, suddenly there's a bunch of people willing to throw money at it again. So obviously the paying customers do not care about it. So why? Sh- I guess why should anybody else? I've said for the Olympics. Now tell me you wouldn't watch this. right? You got a big swimming event, right? And, you know, whatever female swimmer from Russia ends up winning the thing. And she's actually on so many drugs, she's grown a winky. But she wins the gold medal. medal, She's up there at the podium, and they give her the gold medal. And then right next to her is the scientist that gave her the winky. And then he also gets the science equivalent of the gold medal. See, in in Formula One, they have the Constructors' Championship, where they award exactly right. a prize to the people who build the cars and say, well, yes, these guys won these races, but this car, this was the one that did the best, this this group of cars. And so maybe that's what you're talking about. It's like, which scientist built the best athletes mm-hmm. out of the drugs? Exactly. That's true. We should celebrate I, science. 
I do think like to to take it to another form of racing, you go to like a short track in the Midwest here and you go to a little short track, they will have like a limited class, they will have like a sportsman class, and then they will have a class of race cars where it's just like whatever you got, throw it out there. No limits, no rules. Put a big engine in it, put little dummy tires on it, whatever you want. Just throw it out there and let's see who wins. That's what I think the Olympics need to have. It's like have the regular Olympics and then have just an unlimited division where anything goes. Dope all the way to the to, to your point. Dope all the way to to the uh, winky. The winky. That's right. <laughs> Chris Winky is what and happens. The, and the Hamptons. And the Hamptons. That's right. Uh, yesterday on ESPN.com, they published a big, long piece about what the NHL season may look like next year. Now, the most shocking part is that ESPN remembered that hockey existed. But at least for yesterday, they did. And they had uh, some different scenarios here. They were speculating what the schedule is going to look like. We have talked about the December 1st tentative start date that... The players' union and the league have sort of tentatively agreed on, but nothing's been put on paper. But the executives they've talked to don't really buy that starting on December 1st and playing an 82-game schedule is a possibility. One NHL executive told ESPN he anticipated a season of around 60 to 65 games. So that would be a departure, obviously, from the normal 82-game season. The other thing they discussed in here was what about getting fans back in the seats? And I know a lot of this is predicated on vaccines and therapeutics that are pretty damn effective, and we don't have to worry about it as much as we currently do. Here are their projections. And actually, one NHL team executive says, this is what they're working with, with their team, as they try and figure out the budget for next year. Because guess what? They're a business. They have to figure out, are we going to have no fans? Are we going to be able to put people in this building? What is that going to look like money-wise? So here are the models they're dealing with. No fans in the stands, and they take a bath. A progressive projection, starting with no fans, then increasing to 50%, and then up to 90%. And then an optimistic case in which the arena opens with fans, and the progression is 50% to 75% to 90% capacity. So that's what this particular NHL team is working with right now, next year. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad idea for the NHL to say, let's hold out hope to have fans in our building, but I also think they would acknowledge that that's not going to be... If they don't have fans in the building, it's not going to stop the season. They're going to still get a season in. That's the number one goal. So that brings us to the other thing. We've heard some speculation is that maybe they would bubble next year for the regular season. Pretty much every single quote that I'm reading from league people is they don't think a bubble is feasible for the regular season. Well, it's expensive, number it, one. Very expensive. And they would add, have to add more sites. You can't, you're not going to no. be able to bubble in two sites. No, you wouldn't be able to. And I don't think you can convince the players' union again. All right, let's all do this again. Like you just spent four months away, some of you from your family, or three months away. Now let's do that again, but let's do it for the entirety of the season. I just don't think most guys are going to sign up for that. So I I think, Mike, the NHL has to kind of have this reckoning within themselves. Would you rather have the entire season but have it played later and possibly with no fans? And and that means maybe your end of season is still July or August, right? Because they're already starting from behind now. If you try to squeeze in 82 games in the full playoffs – you probably won't end on time. And that won't impact 
2021-2022 as much, but it will certainly you know make it more difficult to start that season on time, but hopefully you can catch that up. Or do you say, no, we have to end like our normal time frame for the Stanley Cup and that's just a not that we just have to have a regular off season this year because we already screwed one up. And if so, then I think that means you're going to have fewer games. And I think there's no way around that. You have to decide between those two. I've said, a, I've said a million times on this show, maybe it's just me being overly optimistic because, Hey, that's my nature. But I did see another piece today saying that I guess the CDC has gotten in contact with all 50 states and major metropolitan areas saying, be ready for frontline workers to get a vaccine by November. Be ready for that. So if that's the case, and let's say everything works, okay, because we have no idea that's going to be the case. Right. Let's say it works. Frontline workers start getting it in November. Hopefully the rest of us peons start getting it after the first of the year. And then perhaps you are in a situation. And by the way, I also saw something today about therapeutics improving, and they've found a cocktail of steroids that significantly reduces the mortality rate. And I hope that science continues to catch up to this piece of crap that's kept a lot of us in the house for the past six months. So I hope that by 2021, there will be a scenario where it's not unrealistic that the Blue Jackets are playing in town and you can go check them out. Now, I don't know if that means... 50% of the building can go check them out, or 100% of the building can go check them out. But I don't think a bubble situation, and if you read between between the lines of what Bill Daly's talking about, too, he's been asked about this deputy commissioner. He doesn't think bubbles are feasible. So they're going to be in the home markets. It's just, will we be able to go see them? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I hope we can, but we also want to have a season. So let's get that sorted out first. Uh, Game shows coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. Some slow traffic to watch out for on the roads right now. I'm going to find delays. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed. With arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. I-70 westbound between Miller and the 71 East split. Plan about a five-minute slowdown in that area. And delays expected on 71 southbound between Frank Road and 270. Another five-minute backup over there. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples has everything to start the school year right at amazing prices. This week, a two-pack of Elmer's Blue Sticks, a 24-pack of Crayola Crayons, and comp books are just 50 cents each. Offer ends on the 5th while supplies last. Limit 30. Limits vary online. Staples. Only an array with fan traffic. Getting fatter and angrier by the minute. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to us. Just search for Common Man and T-Bone. Hit that subscribe button. And if you enjoy the show, please do leave us a nice review because Panama Ted reads all of them. And when we don't get a nice review, he reads it to me and then kicks me right in the sack. So, yeah, that's that's how you get the feel, right? That's how you know exactly what's going on. You right. don't just want to read it, you want to feel it. Exactly. So, I know if my balls hurt, I know we're not doing a good job. Cuz Teddy's kicked me there. Right. 
Speaking of my balls hurting, the crew in Philadelphia tonight, 7-15, right here on The Fan. Do you have any thoughts on that contest, Bone? Um, well, I mistakenly thought yesterday they were traveling to Philadelphia. Well, that's why I kicked you in the sack last night. <laughs> yeah, apparently they uh, they are not. But either way, it's it's going to be tough right now. Here's the problem for the crew. They have not been able to break down teams who have decided if we just sit back and let the crew have the ball – they still have to find a way to score, and they have to break us down. The crew had done a good job of that early in the season uh, with Lucas Ryan kind of being the focal point, but of late have not been able to do that. He's also not been 100%, so he is supposed to be 100%. Hopefully you will see him. He played last weekend, wasn't quite as effective. Hopefully this weekend he'll be more effective. Philadelphia likes to make this a messy, gross game, so if the crew can figure that out, yeah, then I think they can get a win tonight. They are more talented. I think they're the better team. It's just in soccer, you can even it out by just playing a stupid, slow, boring game and ruining the good time for everyone else. So we'll see if the crew can avoid that or if Philadelphia will ruin the game and make it stupid. Well, you can listen to that stupid, slow, boring game starting at 7.15 tonight right here on The Fan. Game show time. All right. Uh, this week we are doing COVID hot takes. Mike, you ready? I uh, die, I die. Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Yeah, Kirk Cousins. Although I wish I will... Daddy was here to walk me down the aisle. Well, I'm sorry he's not. He wasn't strong enough. Survival the fittest, honey. Right. I will say, though, in credit for Kirk Cousins on this, you can be as dumb as you want about coronavirus. You can choose to believe it's all nothing. But Kirk Cousins said in that interview, but even though that's what I believe, I mask up and I do all, all right, the well, stuff they fine. ask Good for him. because of everybody else. And I, you know what, Kirk Cousins? You do you, man. In your own house... Whatever. Here's Just my bold prediction for, on Kirk thank Cousins. Thank you for keeping that out front. I appreciate it. Here's my bold prediction. Kirk Cousins is new Jim Harbaugh. I think he's insane, and I think when he's done playing in the NFL, he's going to be the new head coach at Michigan State and be a total nutcase. Uh, I don't think that's I don't think that's an unfair prediction at all. I think that's very good by you. And uh, I, I await having another Jim Harbaugh in the conference. If Jim Harbaugh lasts that long, imagine the two of them coaching in this conference. That would be fun. And Kirk Cousins can throw his death rocks at people like, yeah, one month closer. All right, here we go. Who said this about the coronavirus, Mike? Quote, what's terrible about it is that it's made us all equal in many ways. And what's wonderful about it is that it's made us all equal in many ways. Was that Madonna, Cher, or Britney Spears? Oh, wow. That said um, it's wonderful and also terrible for the same reason. The corona talking about the coronavirus, calling it wonderful. Uh, I'm going to say that's Madonna with sort of a fake British accent. You are a hundred percent correct. Uh, Madonna said this in a since deleted Instagram post. Now it wouldn't be a Madonna Instagram post without her lying naked in a milky bath with rose petals strewn all around her. Strewn, strewn, whatever. Rose petals all over, milk-looking substance in the bath, that and then she is comfortable. And then she is saying this about coronavirus, just very and out then of touch. Rodzilla emerges from the milky water. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, question number and then two. He winks at Sarah Sanders. Yeah, the- <laughs> sure enough. Sure enough. Take one for the team. Uh, here's a here's a quote. About the coronavirus. Now, this was right after lockdown started. Who said this, Mike? Quote, 
Till July sounds like a bunch of BS. I'm sorry, but like, it's a virus. I get it. I respect it. But at the same time, even if everybody gets it, like, yeah, people are going to die, which is terrible, like, but inevitable? Who said that? Was that Reese Witherspoon, Vanessa Hudgens, or Ariana Grande? Uh, I think it's, uh, I think it was, uh, uh, Vanessa Hudgens. You are correct. After public backlash, which Hudgens responded to by posting an apology, she then assured her fans she was taking the virus super seriously. Super serious. And claimed that her remarks were taken out of context. It even was a video that she it was posted. Her own video of her talking. Yes. All right. Uh, next up. Who said this? Wow, 12 days ago, I began a silent meditation in the desert. We were totally isolated. No phone, no communication. We had no idea what was happening outside the facility. Walked out yesterday into a very different world, one that's been changed forever, mind-blowing to say the least. Hope you and yours are okay. Sending positive energy to all. Now, this is not necessarily a dumb take, but it is someone who was completely unaware that coronavirus was happening because they had locked themselves in seclusion for meditative purposes. Was that... Orlando Bloom, Johnny Depp, or Jared Leto? I'm going to go with Orlando Bloom. Oh, sorry. That was Jared Leto. That's what he posted. Uh, He said he was getting messages from friends and family all around the globe, catching up what's going on. I don't really, I mean, that's not really something to blame him for, right? He didn't know there was going to be a pandemic. No, I think it was uh, a couple weeks into this thing, and obviously it was more of a thing in Europe than it was here at first, but... Like Big Brother Germany, they actually oh, made the decision yes. to go into the Big Brother house and tell, and tell them me. what the hell was going on. Well, and they should have, because I remember when that happened and, and people were debating that, like, well, but they're messing with the show. And it's like, yeah, but people could be dying that they know. No, Don't hey, you, you know what? Should... Get your priorities straight. Dying people on the streets or the integrity of a reality show in Germany. <laughs> Let's go, Bone. It's like, I hope my mom got to watch this episode, because I think I really nailed it. This was a fun episode. And it's like, oh... Sorry, we didn't want to tell you after the show was over, but uh, she died from this virus that we didn't want to tell you about. If you don't want to break up the show, yeah, you got to tell them, of course. Uh, next up, who said this about the coronavirus? Quote, en route to Paris, paranoid, prudent, panicked, placid, pandemic, propaganda. I'm just going to go ahead and sleep with this thing on the plane, focusing on a mask in the picture. I've already been in this movie. Stay safe. Don't shake hands. Wash hands frequently. Was that Gwyneth Paltrow, Kate Hudson, or Jennifer Aniston? Oh, well... Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, Kate Hudson, or Jennifer Aniston, who said... I'm going to go with Gwyneth. You are spot on. What's and the I company took, that she owns? Like Goo Balls or something? Or No, it's just Goop. Goopy. Goop. <laughs> That's the company. I didn't I know, make up I the it was name. Some goopy or goop. What are you? Goop balls. <laughs> no, literally. Like, Rodzilla. Like, what's, I I remember with my dad, we'd be like working on the car, and it's like, what's all that stuff in there? You're like, oh, that goop. Yeah, that's just some. That's just some axle grease. Goop. Anyway, um, but Gwyneth Paltrow, she actually said, paranoid, prudent, panicked, placid, pandemic, propaganda. Paltrow is just going to worry, or is just going to go ahead and then rush the quote. So I had to take out Paltrow, but she did that P thing just to work her own name in. To her and little... she talked about herself in the third person. That's fine. <sighs> yeah, she's great. You want one more? One more. Um, this was accompanying an Instagram photo of like a backyard scene of this lavish backyard with tons of, you know, uh, the 
the hedges and everything blocking off the view from everybody else. There's a All right. giant pool in it. And someone said this, quote, we can't go out to any restaurants or anything, but the service and entertainment here is pretty good. And then got a bunch of backlash. This is right after everyone got having got done having a lockdown. Uh, was that J-Lo, Rihanna, or Mariah Carey? Uh, secret answer for Leanna Ray. You're right. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, Leanna Ray. No, I'm going to say Mariah Carey. She's out of her mind. Uh, she is, but she did not say this. Was Jennifer, Jennifer Lopez did. Oh, all right. So way to go, J-Lo. Was like A-Rod serving her? Um, I don't know. I think I think actually like some of her kids were in the video. I couldn't see the whole video, but yeah, whatever. She was showing off her nice pad and saying, oh, well, we're fine here. And it's like, yeah, I bet, <laughs> I bet, you, I are. bet you are. Yeah, That's I wouldn't right. want to leave either if I were you. Uh, back page coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Thank you, gentlemen. Good evening. You're good. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Find some slow traffic on 71 southbound between Frank Road and 270. Plan about a five-minute backup in that area. And more delays on I-70 westbound between Miller and the 71 East split. Another five-minute slowdown over there as traffic continues to build. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples has everything to start the school year right at amazing prices. This week, a two-pack of Elmer's Blue Sticks and 24-pack of Crayola Crayons and comp books are just 50 cents each. Offer ends uh, on the 5th while supplies last. Limit 30. Limits vary online. Staples. Only an array with fan traffic. Buckeye Show coming up at the top of the hour. The fine host of the Buckeye Show, your friend and mine. Timmy Hall. Hello, Timmy. You guys, man and bone. How's the Tuesday going? Fantastic now that you're here. Let me ask you, mm-hmm. since you're a fan of the Washington football team, and uh, Ron Rivera said that Dwayne Haskins will be the starting quarterback for week one, former Buckeye. Does this please you? I assume it does. Well, why would that not please me? I don't know if you're, I, I you know, you're rooting for Alex Smith or you want Kyle Allen to come in there and throw pick sixes all the time. I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's a very strange thing to want. The How do I... How do I get this in the right direction with Alex Smith? What a great story. I watched the documentary on ESPN about him. Some of the more harrowing images I've ever seen with watching sports. And but... we've seen well, we've seen that Kevin Warren leg break. We've seen lots of gruesome stuff. But I'm I'm pleased that he's A alive, B able to walk, C get back to doing things with his family and being able to run around and do things he loves. I'm a little worried about Alex Smith possibly going and playing football again. And that doesn't change the fact that I thought Dwayne Haskins was the future. You didn't have to mortgage the future of the franchise to get him. He was sitting there pretty at number 15 overall. A lot of teams obviously had doubts about him. I've... I've said for ever since he went into the league that I think he's going to be a very, very solid long-term starting quarterback. I still think that. I hope they're patient with him because the team's not good and they've got to give him room to grow. You name me another team in, in the, the league that has 
a second-year receiver that's a number one like Terry McLaurin? I don't know if there is one. I don't know. Yeah. Just I, waiting I for Bone to jump in. I don't think I can. Well, you guys sound like you're having a great conversation. No, I'm just interrupt. waiting for you to jump in. Okay, great. It's time for you, Bone. Well, what do you want me to say? Back to Tim, you, Bone. I'm glad. Just I'm glad things. you have. I'm glad you have a quarterback that you like, and I'm glad your team is probably going to still. See, suck. Bone doesn't I don't understand know. what all of this is because he's it, got an sufficient. offense that's going to score 50 points a game. That's right. I don't so know anything he, about he it. He knows that the Browns are going to score automatically 50 points a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I'm just kind of sitting over here waiting to see other teams score like 40 points on my defense, but we're going to score 50. So that's what I that's what I'm hoping. You know, for. you said your team's going to suck, Ooh. Timmy, and it, it probably will. But you do have some nice pieces there on defense. There, there are really nice pieces, and it starts with Chase Young. It's great to have another Buckeye back there, but they've they've got Landon Collins on the back end. They're really strong. It's not just Chase; the entire defensive line. It really does have the the chance to be one of the better defensive lines in football. And I say that earlier on. Like, it could be the best defensive line in football two years from now. But what does that mean for the overall success of the team? I don't know. But Bone, though, with the Browns, don't you feel like it's any different from last year, but incredible pressure as a fan that they've they've got to do it this year? We say that every year, though. Yeah, but I also feel like now they if they don't do it this year, then you have a whole bunch of new questions to say, all right, well, then maybe Baker's not the guy, and maybe this all needs to be reworked, and now you've got a new head coach who's going to be in charge of doing that. Well, so, if they don't get it done this year, there's no maybe. Baker's not yeah, the guy. If, he, right. if he's bad this year, and it's because of him, let's get that straight. Yeah, like last year, I don't think he was the root cause of everything. I think he certainly contributed, but the issue was the offense, so... Yeah, the offense should be much better right. now and suited to what he can do, and they've surrounded him with all the pieces that make sense. So if it doesn't work now, you be hard to blame anybody but him at this point, right? Yeah. You'd uh, like to figure out a way where you don't have to fire Stefanski after one year. Too. Well, I don't think I yeah, I don't think that's gonna work out if they do that. What's coming up on the Buckeyes show tonight, Timmy? Coming up tonight, Tim May uh, will keep <laughs> us up to speed <laughs> with uh, the mayhem going on in the Big Ten, all the latest on that front. We got a boom on the trail. I heard you guys talking about it. By the way, I might just re-air 507 to 510. That was maybe the best on the trail recruiting segment I've ever heard you guys do. It was pure gold. We nailed it. We're, it. we're real good. <laughs> we talk all the recruiting. Guy from Alatoona, Georgia guy. Could have gone to Tennessee, coming to Ohio State. I'm not listening. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah, that's basically it. Scary Terry getting some advice from somebody uh, interesting. So a little one hour and 15 and then some cruise soccer, as Bone knows. That's right. Uh, Buckeye Show, top of the hour right here on The Fan. Back page. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Bone. All right, man. Reason number 7,493 not to move to Australia because an Australian man returned home, was surprised to discover that his kitchen ceiling had collapsed. Like, walked into his house, kitchen ceiling on the floor. That's never ideal. Whoa. Well, the reason it collapsed was because there were two large pythons fighting over a mate on top of his house, and they fell through the ceiling and into the kitchen. Um, David Tate entered his home in Lacey's Creek in Queensland State on Monday, found the ceiling tile lying all over his kitchen table, and he said, I knew we we hadn't had rain, so I looked around to find out what caused it, and he soon found 
two non-venomous carpet pythons, each of them about eight and a half to nine and a half feet long. Uh, they had slithered into a bedroom. Another one was in the living room. The snakes had an estimated combined weight of a hundred pounds. So they it's ended up snake. calling. Yeah, they ended up calling calling a snake catcher to remove Man. the snakes. And now you had to get your whole house redone because of two snakes trying to. How I don't big know, a fight round for a mate. What do you mean? How big around? Probably like you know. Well, you mentioned the length. As, pretty girthy. As, as big as your yeah. leg around. Pretty girthy, I would say. Like a quad, like that big around. Yeah, yeah. Thick, I don't think it's like your ankle bone. Thick with two C's. Yeah. Not T bone quad. No. Well, maybe depending. It was a hundred pound snake. Could have been pretty big. Thick. Thick. Uh, Buckeye Show is coming up next. Crew Soccer at seven fifteen. We'll see you tomorrow. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Common man here for care, heating, and cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at care, make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care, heating, and cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Good evening. Watch out for an accident on South High Street, south of Greenlawn Avenue. This is an injury accident. Please be extra cautious over here as they work to get things clear. Plan about a 5 to 10 minute slowdown in the meantime. And again, you're going to want to use caution. It might take quite some time to get this out of the way. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples has everything to start the school year right at amazing prices. This week, spend $30 and get an 8-ounce bottle of Mellow Hand Sanitizer free when you mention this offer at checkout. Ends on the 5th, in-store only, while supplies last. Some inclusions apply. See Staples com slash free sanitizer for details staples only an array with fan traffic broadcasting from the Lindsay honda studios honda makes the cars Lindsay makes the difference visit lindsayhonda.com wbnsfm hd1 columbus hey common man here i know what you're thinking this guy again but we have some special bonus stuff for you sponsored of course by our friends care heating and cooling call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust one is angry, the other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald! Bald, bald! Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right. I, too, would be bald if I, don't, if I didn't take these pills every single day. <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills, or whatever the generic is called now, yeah. for almost 20 years. It's called Amateur Pecia. <laughs> I didn't think about it for a second. Good job. And I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills, like my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we were watching last night. I had the NBA games on and uh, ESPN. I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh, Richard Jefferson. I wanted, Richard I Jefferson. Yes. Uh, maybe. I don't remember. It's one of the bald guys that does ESPN broadcast, whatever. And, so Richard Jefferson is obviously shaved head. This guy also shaved head, you know, probably trying to forestall the inevitable. And Melissa's like, wow, man, everybody's just, you know, out here not embracing their baldness. And I'm like, you're, I, I too shave. Like, I don't let it grow long. I don't have like the, you know, coconut with a Hulu skirt on should. it. Like, no, I'm not going to do you that. Need a different look. And you can't shave it all the way. No, you I can't be totally bald. You look like a clan member. 
Thanks. You, Thanks. you would. You would look like a total I clan mean, member if you were totally bold. I would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on. Like, that makes you... Yeah, but don't you just stop What it am now. I supposed to do? I'm bold. Like, I just... You have that look to you. A fat white guy who's bald. No, Is there are it? other white people who can pull it off. I'm just saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. No, I have, like, shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. That's I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is you got to do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah, like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer. Then I have to shave it back down. But the the cue ball polished dome thing that's a whole nother level. Like of Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like, oh, he's going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn. But you're you, saying, I, I think you're people saying get the wrong impression. You would accuse me of it even though you know me and know I would never do right. something like that. I that's, know, I know, I've known you the, for years. That's bad. But I would just yell well, racist at you and run away. Well, I'm glad I don't shave my head all the way down then. Is it okay where it is now? Because well, I just fine want, now. Okay, good. I yeah, just want to make sure. like every other fat soccer-loving yes, guy. Good. Right I, don't, <laughs> I don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate. So, good. All right. A special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet. Come back for more podcasts. And again, the podcast is sponsored by our friends because they pay us. Care, heating, and cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. Stop listening now. The podcast is over. Turn it off. Go do something. 